Welcome back to another episode of the Street Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Tooks, and we got my guy, Grim, here, our fabulous co-host. We're out here in Cali at Saxby Shop. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so you guys have been waiting for this. If you guys are watching the clips, I know you guys have. You guys have requested our guy, Mike Mike, over here to be on the podcast, and um, it was on one of the bigger episodes on our channel from New York, oddly, because we're on yep. the opposite side of the country, <laughs> and it was on a, a video that was on a New York episode. So let's clap it up for Mike Mike, guys. <laughs> so uh, we had a long conversation before this. We got to see some uh, drifting in the parking lot in the rain, yeah. which is pretty dope. <laughs> so Makes um, Yeah, no, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know we uh, spoke. We've been speaking for a while, and... You actually answered and made it happen. I was kind of like, he's not going to answer. This guy's not going to answer because of where you are and how big you are on YouTube and so mm-hmm. on. So thank you. Appreciate you. And also thank you. Alex. Alex. Boy, Alex over there. Saxby owner Show. of Saxby Shop um, for giving us a place to film. Yeah, I want to I learn a lot about you in terms of how you got into cars mm-hmm. and the culture out here on the West Coast. I think Grim is probably going to do a better job at kind of tapping into that side because of the street racing culture. And um, we grew up in different hoods, but yeah. it's all relative. So sure. basic question is how you got into cars. Man, honestly, I've been in like there's no real time frame. I've been into cars and just tinkering with anything that had an engine on it. Uh my grandpa was an engineer, he used to work on ships and stuff. So growing up I had like little go-karts and stuff like that we used to used to uh, mess with and you know, my first engine swap was on uh <laughs> was on a go-kart. A go-kart. Had, yeah. My uh my go-kart had like a little six speed Tecumseh or whatever, mm-hmm. or six horsepower Tecumseh motor. And um, they were doing like construction and stuff down the street. So it had like this, like, I guess, concrete braking machine up. And uh, they had like this little 10 horsepower Honda motor on it. So, you know, I was like, man, this machine been here. Ain't no construction people. I actually went over there, took the, <laughs> took the, the engine off the, uh, the equipment, came back and put the little 10 horsepower motor on my, uh, on my go-kart. <laughs> so it was hella heavy, bro. Like if you wasn't sitting in the go-kart, it would like tip over and stuff. So... <laughs> Ever since then, I've been into it. Like before drifting was even a thing, we used to uh, take the go kart drifting in in the uh, the park grass, all kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just been since I was a kid. I guess you could say the the cars and stuff just got bigger. What year was this around? How old are you now? By, by the way, thirty four. A lot of 30. people think I'm a lot younger. You know, You're thirty four. Crack, yeah. 34. Damn, I thought you were gonna be there. That's crazy. I'm <laughs> old yeah, as hell. All right, so what year was that when you were messing around with the go karts, bro? This is man. I would have to say I was probably. I had to probably be at about 10, 11. 10. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I was though. almost out of uh, elementary. I was like just getting ready to start hitting middle school. Damn, that's early. I wasn't even messing with cars or even. Nah, I had a Game Boy. I was playing Pokemon. Yeah, that's about it. That's <laughs> early, man. Yeah, it, was, it came down to my grandpa. He used to, yeah. you know, he used to always be messing with stuff. So, right. you know, we got to. And I guess it's the like where we're at. Like the the older kids in our in our hood, they were riding around on go-karts. I actually bought my go-kart from one of the homies in the hood. Like one of our oh, older yeah? partners. Yeah. So I had bought the go-kart from him, begged my grandpa. He wasn't trying to let me get it. He was like, you going to kill yourself? I ain't getting you that thing. <laughs> my grandma didn't want him to let me get it. And then I kind of begged him. He let me get it. And then after that, I, you know, I crashed it a couple of times. Me and him would fix it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how I really started, just go-karts, you know, going from training wheels. And he's like, all right, we're going to get on a bike. All right, now we got a go-kart. Let's get on a, a mini bike. All right, let's try to do pocket bikes. Let's try to do shifter carts. And then as I got older, I got my first car. And it was just like, hmm, let's see what we can do with this. So. It's really the same concept, just toys, really. Right. So how was the culture uh, growing up back then um, in where, we, where you grew up at? So I'm from uh, Oakland, right? From Oakland, yeah. Right. So I uh, also want to touch bases on this because, like, now now the way Oakland is set up, you know, it's a little yeah. different. But when I was growing up, you had East and West Oakland and uh, North Oakland, whatever. 
but uh east and west oakland didn't like they were they were funking at the time okay so if you were from east oakland and west oakland was like you know it was a big conflict and the reason why i mentioned that is because my grandfather stayed in east oakland so you know i'd be over there all the time that's where i'm i'm from i'm from nine eight but my grandmother stayed in west oakland so i would also be you know in the west too so you know growing up in, in both areas is a little different like you had people that you would grow up with in west oakland that knew you like oh you're from from the east but you know that's bruh but then you had people like, 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 man, your boy from the, your boy from the east. So you know, you had that conflict, and you know, like I told you, being being light skinned didn't make it no easier. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, you light skinned, they automatically think you, you soft, and they go, you know, try to pick on you and stuff. But yeah. yeah, it was it was definitely different growing up in Oakland. Um, you know, Oakland is um, divided by subsets. Okay, so not really crip and blood based like how it is in SoCal. So uh, every ten blocks is a different hood. So you know, it was, you know, we had our section. Then you know you across the light and you don't like the people over there but right you know it was, it was different for sure did you have any friends that you know you were close with that you ended up seeing in prison or my best friend yeah my best friend uh aaron who's like my day one i was actually gonna try to get him to come here i want him to come with me but he um it's crazy uh, i think i told this story once but um fast forwarding it you know we had already been into you know cars i think i'm probably 17 at the time he mm -hmm. a year older than me so he was 18 or no he, he was probably 19 and i was 18 and um you know, he he had money and stuff. He was with our, our older homies from the hood. Mm -hmm. You know, they was doing their thing and stuff. And I would see him. He had he had just got his 50 or 5.0 for people that don't know what 50 is. This. That's what we call him in the Bay. We call him 50s. But okay. he had just got his 5.0. He had like a Buick on, on 22s and, and music <laughs> and stuff. So he'd be picking me up. I'll call him like, hey, bro, pick me up. I'm about to, you know, go drop me off at the little, little busy house real quick. So, you know, he had the nice stuff. You know, you want to get dropped off to your, your right, little girl right. house and the, the nice stuff. So um one day we was was talking i was like bro like y'all y'all got bread you know like put me on bro like you know i'm trying to i'm trying to get on this so at the time there was uh it was hitting banks and stuff it was hitting banks and getting away wow. like you really? know and yeah it was hitting banks like heavy so i hit him i'm like bro take me next time you go so he he was telling me he was like hey we got we got one online he was like we're gonna go in the morning uh, i'm gonna call you and i'm gonna come get you and i was like all right bet so i wake up early because i'm like now i'm about to get some money so <laughs> morning comes i'm calling him he ain't answering so now i'm getting now you know i'm getting mad like texting him like bro you hating on me bro you ain't trying to see me get no money thought you was gonna take me bro like you cadding like no answer no nothing so i want to say i want like a probably a week or two go by i don't hear nothing from him and then he ended up uh calling me collect call answer and you know i'm chopping up with him i'm like bro like like or no i don't even he didn't call he had somebody three-way me and it was him on the phone. And I'm like, what's good? Like, bro, what happened? Like, nigga, you a cat, bro. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, you didn't ghost me and everything. He like, bro, we got caught. Damn. So he ended up um, he ended up doing 10. Damn. And then, um, you know, he went with our other partners. And I want to say they probably 12 or, or something like that. Like, everybody, you know, did around the 10, uh, 15 year uh, mark. But it was just that, like, damn, bro, I, I was supposed to go with you that day. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, you know, he was like, I didn't call you. He was like, I don't want to bring you into this shit. And, you know, I didn't want, I just don't want you being a part of this lifestyle. Right. So, you know, for me, it was a, it was an eye opener because it was like, damn, like if I would have went that day, I would have went down. So I had never been to jail. He had never been to jail. And that was the first time he got caught. So it would have been the same situation. So uh, a lot of people know him from my channel because when he got out of jail, I wouldn't pick him up. His first meal out of jail, I wouldn't, I wouldn't got him. You know, yeah. so, you know, that's like my, my day one. 
Yeah. So, you know, I go pick him up. Now, you know, times have changed. I didn't, you know, that 10, 10, 12 years, he was down. I did a lot in that 10 years. Right. So now, you know, I'm the, I'm the one with the money, you know, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pick bro up. I'm picking him up yeah. in the 350Z at the time. He had got out. He's going to the halfway house and stuff like that. So, you know, it was just, um, you know, it was like a roll flip. So yeah. I felt like obligated to make sure I was looking out for him. Like he yeah. has the, the Fox body right now. Um, he had a Fox body before he went down. So if I go back, rewind a little bit, when it came to us getting into cars, mm-hmm. the same people that I had bought my go-kart from, yeah. they had started getting into 50s, my older homies. Okay. So they were, they 50s, we come 50s. back from 50s, 50s, 50s Fox no, bodies. I actually you know? like seeing it that way. Yeah. So That's pretty interesting. we come from from that era. So our older homies would be swinging the 50s in the, in the hood and stuff like that. So, you know, we on go-karts. He's like, I want a Fox body. I want a Fox. <laughs> so um, my green Fox that people are familiar with, that was my, my very first car. I still I still have it to this day. But when he got out, the one that he went down with, uh, once he got out, I helped him get that back together. Uh, long story short, it was in front of my house, ended up getting towed. And then I ended up having somebody that was familiar with the channel hit me up and was like, hey, bro, like, want to donate a Fox to y'all? So they donated a Fox. I gave it to him, helped him with that one. And then even now, his F-Body, um, you know, somebody hit me like, oh, you know, want to donate an F-Body to the channel? I'm like, all right, well, you know, like, bro, like, you like F-Bodies? I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. go get it. So... Uh, his two cars, like, you know, that's just something that, you know, been, we've been working on and helping them with. But like I said, that's my day one. So him, I'm obligated, like, regardless, because I feel like, you know, you say if it wasn't for him not calling me and looking out like, nah, I ain't about to take you on this crash you mission with us. Same position. I would have went down, you yeah. know, and if I would have went down, it's like no telling where I would have been at. Yeah. Like in that 10 years, like a lot then changed. And especially now we looking at it like 15 years later, you know, um, his job right now, you know, I got him uh, put on with this wheel company. So he's still he's still working there. Made sure when you know when Bruh got out, it was like you know times where he was like, man, I wanna like I need some money. Like nah, bro. Like you know like waited out. You know helping him with the applications, the whole shit. Mm-hmm. So you know um, again, like out of all my partners, that's probably like my my number yeah, one, day one, my day one, just because of the fact is like, bro, like I can't repay you for that. Yeah. yeah. You know if it was somebody else, I would have just been another head. Like yeah, we got more bodies to come with us. Like the more the better. So. You know, for him to be like, nah, you like, you, you bruh, like, I ain't gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna take you in that situation, was just like love. So, you know, for him, when anytime he called, he needs something, I'm like, all right, it's good. But yeah, he, he one of the ones that been around this whole time. <laughs> so do you think that that uh, experience or that, that situation kind of um, made you want to get into YouTube and figure something out for yourself at the time? Nah, man, when it, when it came to YouTube, like. Or trying to figure something out in terms of like going a different route. I didn't even monetize my YouTube until I had already 30K. Like, I never cared about monetizing the YouTube. So I had got, I had got, like, known from doing street drifting videos. But I was right. posting more on Instagram and, yeah. in, and Facebook. So I had a 300ZX that was, like, a controversial one. This is my teal one. Yeah. It's my first Z. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I don't want to play the race card, but you had those uh, people, me being black, drifting it through the city and stuff. It was like, oh, I hope this nigga die, crash. You doing all this and that. But you, you either you either loved it or hated it. It was so yeah. reckless, but it was good. Yeah. You know, when when people first started doing donuts and takeovers, like the video was called Waking the Neighbors Up. Mm. So when I originally posted to Facebook, it was it was a spicy video. Like it wasn't edited like the one is on youtube yeah. like the one on youtube i dumbed it down because i knew like if you look on my youtube that's my first video i posted mm-hmm. my very first video because i knew it was gonna hit two weeks on facebook it had two million views i deleted it because people were tagging uh chp and all kind of stuff that's how weird it got yeah that's... so 
Um, that video, I took it, dumbed it down, make it a little bit cleaner, threw it up on YouTube. First video on YouTube, 200K. I was like, hmm. And I didn't really do nothing with it. I was like, all right, cool. But my 300ZX ended up getting rear-ended in it. Mm. And then after that, it was just like, damn, like, all right, what I'm, you know, what I'm gonna do now? And then you had the people that were like, they were hating it so bad. Like, oh, we knew you was gonna crash. It's about time. Uh, you, I'm glad you messed up a good car doing all this dumb stuff in it. So now in my mindset, I'm mad. I'm like, bro, I'm about to come back way hotter. Like everybody counting me out. They doubting me. When I got my second 300ZX, everybody was like, oh, bro, you should start a YouTube to start documenting. We want to see it go down. And I was like, I ain't doing that. Like I didn't make my YouTube account. My BM made my, my YouTube. She made my YouTube and my Instagram. I was like, after MySpace, bro, I was done with social media. Yeah, I didn't, I yeah. didn't care about it. MySpace. You know, I was like, wanted to be like one of those wow. people that was like, like I didn't care about social media at that. I was right. like, nah, I ain't doing that. Like, uh, like she would be watching videos of people doing hauls. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, you watch people <laughs> open stuff. I'm like, that's dumb. Like, ain't nobody gonna watch me build no cars. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, for what? But I was like, you know what? Everybody want to see it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna do it. So I started building my 300ZX, and you know, I was posting here and there. But in the meantime, I wanted to get another car as a daily. So I ended up getting my SE300. Mm. Once I got my SE300, it was just like, it was a game changer. Cause that car, it was like a quick build. I want to say it went from stock to wide body with the two JZ in a matter of like, probably like two, two months or something. Like I did it super quick. None of that stuff was really documented. They just know like, oh, car's done. First video is me, you know, driving it or whatever. Yeah. So SE comes and now we're just, you know, throwing power at it. I already had 240s and stuff like that prior to being on YouTube because I was always into drifting. Right. But once the SE came, it it was like, it was my first 2J car. I come from SRs and stuff. So I'm having fully built SRs that are making 450, 490 horsepower. And here I am with this stock 2JZ S3300. I threw some E85 and a big turbo at it. And I'm like, damn, this thing made 630. I'm like, for a fraction <laughs> of the cost my SR yeah. was. So now I'm you know, the car's making power, I'm, I'm driving it, and people are loving SE. So the SE stuff starts taking off, even though the channel was mainly for 300ZX content. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then car goes to the paint shop. I end up buying another car. I start building my 350Z. Like, anytime I've bought another car, it's because one car was down or at a shop. So it's like, oh, I need, I need something else to, to drive around. This needs to be my new daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just snowballs from there. But, yeah, as far as YouTube, man, like... Well, this is later on though, right? Yeah, this is like- So you, already, like you were into started. cars before, obviously, before Way YouTube. Before. But you just mentioned that you were into Nissan, so you had yeah. SR20s. So yep. before there was even a camera involved into any any of your, your car journey, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you started. Where'd you get the influence for that? So my very first car was the, the Fox body. Okay. But at the time, I didn't have the money to, to fix it. My uncle had that car. He ended up uh, blowing the second gear out of it. And it just sat at my auntie's house for, I want to say like, until I went and picked it up. Mm. So when the car was sitting there, I would be like, yo, let me, let me get the car. Let me get the car. No, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to tear it up, blah, blah, blah. So I'll give it to you after you graduate. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So car's been, it was sitting the whole time. And then one day, like fast forward it, um, I tell him, I'm like, so with the car, He's like, oh, you better go get it. And this is like years later. This yeah. is probably like a couple years ago. I went and grabbed that car. So I went and got that, but back to where uh, we're at that's when i got that was my first car that i finally finished like two two years ago yeah but prior to that um when i first got into to drifting you know everybody had s chassis mm. um and the way I, the, the story how i got into s chassis is crazy so remember i told you we i, I grew up in west oakland mm -hmm. across the street from the projects we grew up in which is the acorn projects there are these tall ass high-rise buildings there was this uh, shop right across the street like directly across the street i'm talking about I walk out the door. I just go straight across the street to the shop. 
um i can't remember what it was called at the time it was c c4 c5 or something so it was something along those lines yeah but um the dude that owned the shop was named horace and he would just do nothing but r7s he had nothing but fds there like sick ass mm. fds and then when he ended up getting rid of the shop this dude named joey came over there and joey uh was like old school corolla celica guy 4ag stuff uh 20 valves like he's super old school with it yeah. like initial d type stuff corollas <laughs> a86s mangoes yeah. all that type stuff so when um when i started going over there talking to joey i'm just you know black kid from the hood going over to a shop he like mm. like you know kind of skeptical <laughs> like uh so i slowly just started always going over there and then one day i went over there i was like you know can i do a uh can i do a senior project on you actually yeah. some questions i did my senior project on you know street racing and cars and stuff yeah so just going over there and finally you know you go over to a place long enough they start you know they take you in you basically like a stray cat <laughs> takes me in you know I'm, I'm going over there now i'm you know just hanging around i'm on i'm, I'm upstairs on their computer all day because we ain't got no internet at the house yeah. or no computer so i go over there i'm just googling hella car stuff just ODing on it i'm just on youtube by the time fucking watching videos and uh what is it 380p or something like yeah, yeah. horrible quality <laughs> but i'm over there just you know watching videos and stuff and uh he ended up giving me my my e30 i had an e30 that he gave me for like 200 bucks like oh you want a car wow. you want to get into drifting here you go i'm gonna give you this car e30 so i get that car and in my mind i'm, I'm like i want an s chassis because they were already working on them yeah um they were working on like s chassis at the time making like 320 horsepower which was fast as hell out of an sr mm -hmm. back then so I'm like, I want S chassis. I don't want this old ass car. He gave me the car. I want to say probably two weeks later, I flipped it. I sold that thing for 300 bucks and I bought a 240 for $300. Oh my God. So I buy my first 240 and now I'm like, all right, well, the diff, I'll throw some Takiko blue shocks on it. I'm in front of the shop doing donuts, trying to figure it out. First uh, track event I went to was with them with really? performance options. Yep. Went to Thunder Hill. Very first turn, first lap in the car, I flew off the track, broke all the arrow, everything. Jeez. yeah so <laughs> like that's how damn that's so, how uh the s chassis stuff came along but um after that it was just like like just like the goal was always to have a sr like i had already rode in one before i got my s chassis so mm -hmm. i had already had the mindset I'm like i'm getting an sr yeah so once i finally bought my sr you know you're a kid i'm working at ross making seven dollars an hour my second job i'm making 750 i'm working two jobs and trying to go to school srs at the time you get a whole front clip for like a thousand bucks i ended up buying a sr from them at the shop and his nephew uh was building motors yeah so i ended up having him build me an sr20 um once i once it was all complete i'm in my granny house in the driveway i'm doing my, my very first swap you know because now we didn't we didn't move from from the projects and the high rises to where her old house my granny owns two properties mm. but at the time you know we were she was renting them and stuff like that so now we moved over there i'm in her driveway you know trying to figure out how to do this sr swap looking on zilvia and stuff like that trying to just trying to piece it together so i ended up doing my first sr swap fuck i want to say i was probably like 19 18 or 19 or probably 19 i want to say 19 somewhere around that age and then um i got it running got everything running but i didn't i didn't really know wiring i was in literally going to school for for automotive i was mm -hmm. in my uh wiring classes but i couldn't figure out how to get it like i'm checking everything everything's checking out mm -hmm. but i ended up sending it to a shop Send it to a shop. They, you know, he he's looking over. It's like, oh, everything's right, but the wire at the ECU's broke. I, I couldn't tell that because you know yeah, it's right. all it's in it's in the middle of the harness. So he fixed that, and you know from there, uh, it, it just became a problem. That was the first time I ever took my car to a shop and regretted it. <laughs> Very first time for sure. I think you can relate because uh, DSM stuff is like pretty similar, right? With yeah, the there's always and stuff some like wiring. That. There's always some fucking engine problems. <laughs> there's always just something going wrong, bro. And 
I guess like if you stay consistent on what you want to do or move on to a different platform, that's how you kind of choose what platform you want to move to next, I guess, too, mm-hmm. what you like. But no, he couldn't sure. tell me nothing when it came to SRs. I was like, no. Yeah. It was like diehard SR. I blew up nine of them. <laughs> nine? <laughs> nine SRs. My 10th SR is when I figured out the recipe. Wow. I blew up a lot. But at the time, I will say I probably had one of the fastest SRs out here. Really? At the time, my SR, this is like, mind you, this is years ago. I had an SR that was making, it was making four four ninety five. So wait, in you a, say out here. What's out here? You talking about Sacramento area? No, or? I'm talking about like Bay Area in general. Okay, because I don't like know how, had, California is huge compared to like, you know, obviously New York. And we, I'm from, we, we in Sac, but I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area, so. So most of this is all Bay Area, kind of like your whole upbringing. Yeah. Everything you refer to is all Bay Area. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But yeah, four four ninety at the time was hella fast, and I was doing it for a drift car. Right, I wasn't even thinking about drag racing, nothing like that. It was just so happened that I'm like, me and my boy had horsepower wars. He had a KAT, I had an SR, and we were going back and forth. He's like diehard K. I'm like, nah, SR, bro. So I made I made four thirty or I made four twenty nine. He makes four thirty. Yeah. I go, I make four four ninety uh, four ninety five. He makes four ninety two. Like we're like <laughs> neck and neck on horsepower. He makes more torque. I make more horsepower. My car is lighter. His car is heavier, but he makes more torque. So right. we're doing all this. And mind you, we're teammates. We're drifting together. Mm-hmm. So we we got four hundred ninety horsepower KAs and SRs. We're you know we're drifting and everything. And then um, I ended up. I want to say I, bl- uh, I didn't. I didn't blow it up. What ended up happening was the oil pickup ended up falling into the pan, mm. and then after that, S- now SR is gone. I'm yeah. like, oh damn. I'm like, like damn. They go another one. This is this is the ninth one. So I ended up figure, uh, figuring out the recipe after the the ninth SR on like, all right, this is how we make this work. This is how we get it together. Do you know any of the differences between between the two, like SR and, and KA? Like, what, what made you choose better? that? Yeah. What yeah. made you like lead towards one? Well, at the time I was doing it, there was there wasn't really a lot of aftermarket support for KAs. Mm. So that's where the, the choice came from. Already knew the the displacement on the K would be better. But it's cast, right? Cast cast yeah. block? It's uh it's uh, full cast. Them, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so you had cast versus iron block. Got you. So the SR was like, all right, it's automatically gonna be lighter. You have if you if the goal was three hundred some horsepower, you can do that with a, a GT twenty eight. It was like a simple setup. At yeah. the time yeah. you can just do uh, side feed injectors, you could do like a freaking ECU email tune. This is like back then where, you know, you send your ECU mm-hmm. out, they, they send it back yeah. or you do a SAF, uh, FC. So it's like during that period, like standalones is kind of like, like, uh, like what's a standalone? Everything's yeah. piggyback. Right. That's, that's so true. Yeah, I was my, on a, my yeah. boy has got one right now. It's piggybacked right now. Piggybacked? <laughs> oh, on what? Uh, uh, one of those old Apexy uh, controls or some shit damn, like that. Yeah, it's an old car. It's around, I guess around that time. Yeah, frame. the uh, yeah. Apexy ASF, AFC, AF, not, not like an AFC, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, you know. Yeah, he's got a sr in there as well i think a gt35 or some shit but see that's yeah. big on the sr yeah i feel like the biggest i'd go on the sr is a gt3076 3076 and that was but, lagging on my car yeah it should, it should lag but but you're but so you were you were building your car more so for drifting not really mm-hmm. for, uh, street racing or or drag racing right i didn't get into really caring about drag racing until my se okay so so when you had yeah, we're going, going back so, to the se so before we skip this point so as someone who's building a drift car why would that turbo size matter for someone who's like wants to drag race or drift response that's the big thing like when i had a, um the gt3076 on there like my last sr that i, I got rid of in the 300zx i had downsized that turbo mm. i had did a um 28 i think 2871 just because i wanted the response and the torque right because i would i'd be driving and the car would make a gang of power like let's say we got a big sweeper coming 
cool i can load it up now i'm in third car putting out hella smoke it looks good i can go on the fourth if we got you know enough speed putting out a gang of smoke but the moment that track gets technical and i gotta drop down in the second gear and i have to slow down real quick now i don't have nothing down low to help me get to this next transition right because now i need to be at damn near five grand before i get in, i get any power mm-hmm. whereas the ka like down low three grand that thing's sparking right back yeah, up right so the response rate is very important for drifting for drifting you don't really care about the top end you want the low and mid-range mid-range is probably the most important power band for a drift car mm, it's nice. not the top now end it's the gems. mid-range yeah so uh, a lot of people mess up where they'll like 272 cams like cams are hella big turbos are too big yep whereas like a, a 260 a 264 like something like smaller even smaller than that like on the sr like my 272s on that car were like so laggy that car didn't even like wake up until like 4800 so imagine having 4800 and then like oh yeah i got a big power band because i'm revving to 85 you like nah your power band suck <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's super high up so for fast layouts is dope like anything technical like a skid pad that has a bunch of cones is gonna be horrible like there's no reason I should have 500 horsepower and I'm clutch kicking just to, you know, get power back up. So right. Yeah. Right. That was the downfall on that. Did you did you um have any experience with other platforms when you started your early drifting career, other than the SR? Nah, I was so 240 based. I was like diehard, okay. like 240, 240. I had like three of them before I finally bought my my next car, which is the SC, right? No. So when I had my 240s, I ended up buying like between SN95. So I went back to the the Mustangs and yeah. I didn't keep that long. I got rid of it. Then I bought another 240 which is my uh, yellow 240 that people may be familiar with, which was the one that had the SR mm-hmm. in it at the time. Um, what's crazy is, remember I told you my 300ZX got uh, rear-ended? Yeah. So 300ZX gets rear-ended, that car is done. And then my uh, my 240, now I'm daily driving that because I had the 300ZX and the 240 at the same time. So 300ZX is gone, driving the 240. Guess what happens? I had just did a drift event. I'm on the freeway driving. I'm looking down texting and I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing 50 miles an hour. I downshift into third to speed up, bruh. When I do it, car blows the tires off, stuffed right into the K wall on the freeway. Nice. Total. Done. Now I'm less than I want to say probably two months. I'm two cars down. What? So you know, so you know when when it came to the SC, I'm like, I'm about to come back hard. Because yeah. everybody's like, ah, he tearing up all this shit. But that car was an iconic car because that was the one that pretty much mm-hmm. put that's the video I saw of you drifting through the streets yeah um and it wasn't like the streets wherever wherever you were drifting at are like so narrow and there's cars everywhere yeah like the that's way the hood. that's where we're from that's what i'm saying that's so it's eight. like <laughs> when i saw that i was like there's no fucking way this guy's really doing this shit like that is insane to be doing that on the street like that but that's pretty much the one of your like one of your biggest videos right no early on early on because it was the first video first I posted. video so right? when i made the youtube i wanted to do it like strategically since I knew that video hit on Facebook, two million views in, uh, yeah. in two weeks, I was like, I know this is gonna do good on YouTube. It's a Kickstarter. So I was like, I didn't wanna start the YouTube with just like, all right, here we go, 300ZX bill coming. Yeah. I was like, I want it to be a Kickstarter. I'm like, I know for sure this video is gonna pull in views. And at the time I was like, I don't care if it's gonna be controversial or not. I'm like, it's dumbed down enough to where I'm not gonna really necessarily get in trouble, but it's still hot enough to where it's like, oh shit, he can drive. Right. So that's why uh, I did it that way and then started throwing the 300ZX stuff in with the new build and the SE but yeah going back to the, the drag racing stuff or even the straight line fast stuff it became with the SE right. it was like alright this car makes 600 horsepower and it was like you racing vets and stuff you're like mm, it's pretty quick and then people started liking the content they're like oh we like the SE I'm like I've always been a Jay-Z fan though that's why I did the Jay-Z in that car Right. like the dream the, the dream was 300ZX FD 
and uh supra the closest thing to a supra is sc300 you know the it's the super with yeah. the tuxedo poor man super whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it exact same chassis you don't get no closer to a super than the sc300 right so i had already knew like i'm i'm doing this on this car i'm going all out because this is going to be my closest thing to a supra without me you know getting hit on the taxes on it mm -hmm. so when people were vibing with it i was like all right six six hundred and then you had those vests that were making like seven i'm like oh, I, could, I could make seven if i make seven i know i can keep up with these like na vets z06 like i'm walking this when it came down to like, oh shit, here go another supercharged vet. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have some problems with this one. So, you know, I don't, you know, one likes losing. Right. So I was like, all right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw some cams on here. I'm gonna throw a bigger turbo. And it, like, mind you, this was an unopened 2J at first, making 630. Mm -hmm. Back then, again, we're talking 630 like years ago, which would, would be fast in today's time. Before, you know, all the 1320 videos, everything's a thousand horsepower. So <laughs> like six, seven years ago, maybe. Yeah, this right. is a while ago. So now I'm like, all right, let's throw some cams on here and let's let's throw a bigger turbo at it. Like, forget it. Now the car makes the car. I think when it got back on the dyno, it made eight, eight seventy or something like that. Eight seventy. Yeah. Eight seventy at the floor. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. But my tuner already was like. It's gonna break. He was like, "We got a ramp and boost," but you know me coming from drifting, like, ah, no, nah, I don't want my torque curve like to get getting flattened out just to save the yeah, rods. I'm like, right. I want everything it has. So, because I was drifting and you know racing at the time, like it was like one of those things where it's like, all right, this is gonna be a universal car. It's gonna do both things. Yeah. And to this day, I still build cars the exact same way. I can take any one of my cars and go slide it, or I can go take it and drag race it. But so, just changing the tires, or just like the way it is, no matter I've, what. So, I know a lot of people like. They care about being the fastest, so they'll put, you know, radios and everything right. on. When I took this thing to the track, I ran it on 20s. My SE has never seen a drag radio. The best tire I put on the SE was an R88. <laughs> wow. So, like, I'm a firm believer, and I want to run my car the exact same way it is on the street. That way I have accurate times on this car does this at the track. This car should feel like this on the street. This is what it does. So hmm. I know, I already know, if I put a drag radio on here, this car probably run low 10s, maybe 9s with the new combo that's going on here. But it's like... Is it going to be the same way that I have it when, you know, when I'm going to race somebody randomly that I run into on a freeway? Yeah. So I've always kept things like full street trim and trying to make the best of it. Like I always wanted my cars to look good and perform good. Like if I'm going to lose a little bit of traction, I didn't care. I wasn't scared of losing traction because like it's fun to me, yeah, you know, it's fun to you, right. like I've had my car, my SE broke loose, like went between like two different lanes at, at 125 <laughs> miles an hour. And it was just like, all right, a little simple counter steer. All right, we back straight. Let's stay in it. So, you know, people be like, oh, that's crazy. But from a, a wow factor on YouTube, when people see a car breaking traction at 130, they're like, yo, this mm -hmm. dude's crazy. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, it helps with the content. So it's like, I'll let it spin. Do, <laughs> do you think that, um, I guess, your handling of cars as far as like drifting and, you know, losing traction and being able to take care of that, that comes from your upbringing as far as what you've seen to make you want to get into this drift world? Or like, you know, because from being from Oakland, mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's, this was like something popular, at least from our perspective. Two as different far, things. As far as like sliding or drifting. So when did that play any course of you like growing up and learning mm, to drive? Not at all. So um, I guess they call them takeovers now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. we refer to them as sideshows. Sideshows in our era were completely different from the takeovers now. Like sideshows originated in Oakland. The first sideshow, however people want to look at it, you can go Google it, started in Oakland. And the way sideshows were, where sideshows were, they were more so like shows you go sideways and clean cars it wasn't like you get your your bucket uh corolla and you go out here and swing it and hit a bunch of cars or hit people or whatever it was basically you pull up in some clean shit you showing it off everybody's out there vibing it was like a block party almost so 
you know, uh, the roads would be blocked off by people. People would have nice cars out there at the time. It would be like Cougars, Mustangs, whatever it was. And people would get in the in the circle and, and do donuts while showing off the car as like a display. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, my shit's clean and I'm, I'm sliding it. But um, for me, I was as a kid, I would go to the side shows. I stopped going to the side show when uh, one of our partners got killed. They shot up the car. And after that, you know, like I said, every every 10 blocks is a different hood. And, you know, we all in the car and car car uh, car get shot up type shit. So after that, we stopped going to side shows. But um, when it came time to uh, get into drifting, it was like completely separate. Like when people bunch drifting and side shows up together, like I hate it. Like I, I hate it. A drifter can go out there and do a good side show. A sideshow driver can't go to the track and drift like a drifter. No. Like I see so many people that come from sideshows and, you know, that'll try to drift and, and can't link a course. It's like it's two different two different driving styles. Do you so, think that um, that can help if they do want to get into drifting? Like that's a good way to kind of get comfortable with for the sure. For sure. Like I feel like donuts are the, the basics of drifting. Like if you can do like the way I started, the way I started was doing donuts. I'll start doing donuts and then I'll, all right, all right, I got the, I got the donut down. I can go tight. I can go wide. All right. Now I'm reeling out first gear. Let me try to do a second gear donut. Mm -hmm. Second gear. I need to be going wider because if I'm tight, it wants to, you know, loop around real quick. Let me do wide donuts in second gear. Okay. Now I'm doing wide donuts. All right. Let me stay in second gear and see if I can do some figure eights. The moment you start being able to do wide figure eights, you have the concept of drifting down because it becomes a pivot act. It's yeah. the, the hardest part of drifting is catching the weight transfer. Once you understand the weight transfer and how it feels when you, Going from this motion to this motion, it's like dancing. You're like, all right, catch it here. Yeah. Now I'm sliding. All right, catch it here. There's a pivot point. There's a sweet spot between I'm understeering and now I'm oversteering and looping around. Once you figure that out and feel how the car feels, drifting becomes easy. So it's like you have to figure out that that pivot point. But doing donuts will teach you that. Only difference is now you have when you're on track, it's like, all right, I got to get to this clipping point. Mm -hmm. I need to make it from A to B right here with enough angle and enough speed. If I come up too slow i'm not gonna make this clip i come up too fast i'm gonna blow through it and if the clipping point is a wall now you're gonna hit that shit right so it, it's just a matter of being able to figure out the speed and proximity on setting the car up to get to where you have to get to is this similar to the feeling when you get in a um a car that you're not familiar with like a like a stick car a manual car mm -hmm. and you kind of have to figure out what that that point is with the yeah. release so can you get in any car and kind of figure it out and do donuts or give you have me to have it set I, up for that so which i seen earlier when i was sliding that that was my first time ever even driving this car my first time driving this car i've never okay. i've never even moved this car out of the shop what so the moment the moment you pop the clutch you like see when i first did it I'm like it didn't want to kick out how i wanted to yeah. yeah so i'm like all right cool but once it kicks out i'm like all right cool posse's real uh, it's locked up i'm like all right cool this is what the car wants to do all right perfect once i figure out the pivot point on it then it's like all right easy i'll do some tight donuts first and i'll just start going wider because now i know how how the car feels i know how far i can i can push this angle i know how fast i can uh uh, accelerate that's why you see at first i'm like low rpm trying to yeah. figure out where the grip level was then it's like all right cool like now i know the car won't spin here let me give it more throttle all right now i'm gonna play with the rev limiter i'm gonna hit the rev limiter just for the acoustic effects of y'all watching and people like hearing the limiter yeah so that's crazy we literally witnessed that like in real time without even yeah. knowing and actually it's it's up on the screen now because we were recording it so i'll put it up on the screen while you're talking about it <laughs> but that's that's fucking dope i didn't yeah. even know that that was your first time driving that shit bro yeah. you made it seem like it was like Piece of cake. Like piece I feel of like cake. I can jump in. I can jump in any. Like I've driven enough like cars to yeah. where it's like, give me two laps. Like if we're at a, if we're at a track and I'm drifting the car, give me two laps and by the third one I should be able to know what this car wants to do. Does it matter if it's auto or manual though? I'd I'd prefer manual, okay. but I can still slide auto. I drifted my truck. I took my truck to a full on drift event. 
I was out there sliding a big ass <laughs> truck. Like what? Yeah, I'm like, all right, this is what the truck wants to do. All right, cool. So can you give the viewers or listeners um, any tips on what they uh, what they should have on their car mechanically to kind of be able to kind of do what you do? For drifting? For drifting, for drifting yeah. yeah. Drifting is simple, man. You don't need a lot. Drifting, if for a beginner, you can weld the diff. You can have a Corolla, it doesn't matter about the power. Um, like when I started, I didn't even have shocks or nothing. I had like stock shocks. I think I ended up cutting the springs on them and I had a welded diff. I have been there. <laughs> so, you know, it, it depends. Like you want to be like, all right, this is fun. I'm enjoying the time. Uh, you can just put some coilovers on there and make sure you got an LSD that, that locks up. And that's mm -hmm. all you really need. You don't need a lot of angle. I want to say my Fox body is the very first car that I've drifted with uh, with angle. So all those videos y'all seen with my 300ZX, yeah. that car never had an angle kit. That was stock angle. And stock 300ZX have the worst angle ever really yeah that car had no angle mods so what when you when you talk about angle what, is, what do you mean what is that for steering like angle basic, yeah. so yeah. increasing uh the radius on how far the, the wheels will basically turn and it's not necessary unless i mean if you're a skilled driver you can make it work with whatever but how yeah. does it help you when it comes to drifting oh angle is like the cheat code angle keeps you from like spinning out it's okay. almost like a pivot point let's say if i'm balancing a broom this big me doing this on that broom like this, trying to keep it up, is going to be harder versus me having a broom this big. Like it, wow, it makes it easier to, to to balance it. I never looked at it that way actually. That was a pretty interesting. It's analogy. a balancing act. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of things that play part is like wheelbase also. Like if you see now when it comes to American drifting, a lot of people are running cars with like at least a 105 wheelbase. Camaros are uh, or not Camaros, but yeah, Camaros. You have people drifting Corvettes, yeah. uh, Mustangs. Mm -hmm. All those cars have at least like a 105 wheelbase. The longer the wheelbase, the easier it is to, to balance it and pivot that car. So a shorter wheelbase, like a, let's say a, an S2000 or a Super. Probably, hard. Hard, right. When have you ever seen an S2000 really be competitive in drifting? They're Same snappy. for a Corolla. Yeah. Corollas, uh, even when uh, Matt Mike, who uh, mm -hmm. was a pro, a pro FD driver, when he had the... Uh, what was it the miata with the freaking four-rotor yeah. mm -hmm. yep like that car was super fast but it just didn't didn't perform well just because the wheelbase the wheelbase is hella yeah. small is there anything you can do to combat that to make sure like angle but it angle. still makes the car super twitchy it's hard to to, to balance out like a, a square versus a rectangle right would that be why guys might do like wide wide body kits and like i guess try to mm. change the wheelbase with a different offset wheel is that does it help at any i mean it depends on the car like okay. S chassis, you'll see them super wide, but they're not, they're also not a hundred anything wheelbase. They're like 90 something as far as the wheelbase goes on S chassis. But S chassis have like, they're, they're super light. And, uh, you know, nowadays you have wise fab, which like makes it almost impossible. Like you can crab walk that car. If you turn that car fully sideways, pop the clutch, the car will literally go sideways. Mm. So it's like, it's hard to spin out with cars like that. But when people wide body those cars, the reason why they're doing it is because with the wise fab it's going to push the wheels out probably like three three inches on both sides mm. so if you don't have a wide body you know you're gonna look like a tractor <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what do you recommend as a first car for somebody you know uh to get into drifting today's market today's, today's market, market yeah. i would say easiest car to slide is probably like a 350z 350z, 350Z that's the most common one i see yeah 300 horsepower it already has the lsd you can put coilovers on it and just slide slide it with the 17s on there 18s the, uh, the lsd might not lock up 19s it for sure you know, ain't gonna lock up on you. Plus, yeah. you ain't gonna have the power to really keep it going. So, three fifty Z second gear with some seventeens on it. You can slide that thing all day. G thirty five similar. Or same thing. Same thing. Exact same car. Same car, right? Yeah. So G thirty five, but I think a three fifty is a little little easier to get. And should they get a manual or auto? What do you think? Manual. I feel yeah. like if you're gonna be drifting, I would I would always do manual. You need to be able to control RPMs. You need to be able to clutch kick. So stuff like that. So in in 
with today's society and everything with the cars that are coming out, BMWs and, you know, obviously being able to make mm-hmm. power with those cars. Um, do you see a lot of those cars drifting or even, you know, at those events where they can drift with the automatic car? Uh, I mean, at all. Yes. It depends on how competitive you want to be, though. OK. So if you're like going out there, like if you give me an automatic BMW, I'll go out there and slide it. I bet you I can link a course, do donuts in it, whatever. But am I going to be able to be like, all right, I'm going to take this automatic car with paddle shifters and go compete in FD? Like, it's not going to happen, yeah. like mm-hmm. on a professional level. Or are you going to go to like a, a full track day to where you're trying to tandem with people? And, yeah, right. You know, it's just, it's not going to happen. Also, you need to be able to like control transmission speeds. So let's say like the car wants to, right. you're, you're in the middle of a turn, the car wants to shift. And if that thing shifts up hella fast, now it ramps up your wheel speed hella fast. Like drifting, there comes a point to where too much wheel speed will spin you out. It's like a balancing act. Like if I'm, even if you have a lot of angle, if I'm full throttle and my wheel speeds are 120 miles per hour and I'm going 60, the rear end wants to overpower the front. And now you have people that spin out. You ever see people like even at takeovers, like people will be doing a donut and then they come around hella fast whip and then you see hella smoke. It's because they have crazy wheel speed and they caught up with the front end and that's what loops you. Even before YouTube, man, I was like, I was drifting way before I was on YouTube. So I was like, you know, like I said, my first video is a 300CX video, but I had already had the S13 and, you know, everything before then. Right. So uh, if we're fast forwarding it, like a lot of people that are familiar with my channel, like they came in during the SE time where I'm like, you know, building a car that's making 900 horsepower or whatever. So mm-hmm. they got locked into wanting to see the SE go go fast where right. here I am in the background waiting to finish this 300ZX so I can get my ass back out drifting. Yeah. So that's how, you know, that came about. Like my channel at heart is supposed to be purely drifting. It just turned into what it is now based on, you know, the success of the channel and just how how everything just rolled out do you feel like a lot of your your, um your views are from like content that the audience wants to see basically aside from just like what you wanted to because you started off doing drifting stuff Mm -hmm. and normally when you start content you do what you want Mm -hmm. and then when you start getting people watching your stuff they start like even for me we're here i'm here because people want to see you on the podcast so do you feel like that's how your your content kind of shifted towards nah i've always i've always stayed true to like i'm doing what i want to do like, I've never been like, I'm going to buy this car because it's popular on, on, on YouTube. If that's the case, I would have went out and bought a Hellcat. Like, Hellcats <laughs> and, and Scat yeah. Packs, they do hella good mm-hmm. on YouTube. Right. But, you know, I was like, I don't, that's not my, that's not something I wanted. Like, for a, a, a vet, when I got my C5, it was um, a car that my grandfather wanted. Like, mm-hmm. granted, I've always liked vets. C6s, is like, I've always loved them. But my grandfather wanted a C5. He was actually going to go purchase one. And then a few months later, he ended up dying from lung cancer. So that's how mm-hmm. my C5 bill came about and, and stuff like that. But... I usually grab grab cars and and do things that I want to do. Like I don't have one car that I'm like I bought this because I want to make content on it. Right, right. Everything I get is because I you know I, I like this car. I want to keep it. Like you rarely ever see. That's, that's why I got so many cars. Like I don't build a car and be like oh, this didn't do good for YouTube. Let me let me get rid of this one. Yeah. Let me sell it. Like if right. I'm building something, it's because I've I've wanted it or or, or whatever. So uh, all my bills are like to me special. So that's why you rarely see me like get rid of one of my personal cars. Right. And if I do, it's because I'm getting something else. Like I got rid of my my C5 to get my Viper. Like that was my dream car. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm a I'm a sacrifice this one, but it's gonna be for the greater good type of type of shit. You know, right. uh, my G35. I got rid of my girl's G35 and I bought my C6. So it's like anytime I'm getting rid of something, it's because I got a, a better plan for something else that I really wanted more than I wanted that car. Right. But as far as like content, I just make content like my shit's like everyday life. Yeah, that's, it's that's not why like, I like it. It's just like it's just you you kind of leave a lot in there. You don't cut too many things out. It's not like mm-hmm. seven minute video of a bunch of shit just jump cuts. It's more of just like yeah. Yeah, I try to do it. I try to do it play by play. Yeah. Like that way, people are like, 
if you if like you're new to my also. channel you gotta like go back and look and be like all right this what happens because there's, there's rarely ever times where i do like a like, hey here building my 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 vet in, yeah. in 10 minute video like i don't in. do those like you gotta be <laughs> you gotta be familiar with it like oh how do we get to this point but i keep right. everything in, in playlists or if you knew just you know you go look at that yeah. and see from start to finish on how the car got there right so it's like i kind of cater towards people that are already been there people that are that are always tapped in like, I don't do a bunch of, hey, bro, make sure y'all like and subscribe, man. Y'all got to come check out the channel. I don't say that in, like, rarely yeah. any of my videos. It's yeah. like, if you're going you gonna to jump on board and be part of the fam, you know, you're going to do it organically. Right. Like, I've never asked people, like, hey, can you shout out my page? Can you tag this for me? Can we do some trade work or nothing like that? I just let yeah. everything happen organically. Uh, people vibe with the channel. It's like, either one of those things, you're going to either love it or hate it. But as far as, like, I want to do this for content. Like, it was never my, it was never my plan. Do you do you recommend that for someone who's trying to get into YouTube to just do their own thing, don't do shit for content? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like when you do things for content, you kind of run out of ideas. Like if I was to grab a camera and vlog every day, I could do it because it's everyday life for me. Yeah. Like every single day, I'm I'm doing something with my cars. There's times where I'm doing stuff and I don't even vlog. Like today, I could have I could have made this into a whole video. Yeah. You know, but I didn't I didn't pick up the camera. Like oh, I'm about to go drive through here through the storm. When I leave here, I'm going to check on my Fox body. Could mm -hmm. a Fox body update, but. Yeah. Every single day I'm doing something regardless of what it is. So when people are more gimmicky, it, it, it translates. You know, people start feeling like they're not relatable. People can people yep. can picture out and weed out bullshit. Right. So for mine, it's like, you know, what you see is what you get. Like, if you don't like it, hey, I can't I can't do nothing about that, man. I gave you the best of me. This is me right here, 100% me. Uh, if you don't vibe with it, cool. It ain't for you. So uh, for people that are watching and want to start YouTube, my thing is just be consistent and, and be you. Don't go out here and be like, oh, this person did this. Like, that, that shit ain't going to work. What works for everybody ain't going to work for you. Or yeah. what works for somebody else ain't going to work. You got to just kind of let everything happen. Put out, put stuff on the internet and let the internet do what it's going to do with it. There's no right or wrong way to go viral or yeah. anything. I think a lot of it has to do with patience also. People don't want to mm -hmm. wait to get there and they don't want to, you know, they want to get things done like right, right away. They want the views and everything and they, they don't understand that it's going to take years. I mean... I, I I shouldn't be seeking because like six months in this channel kind of blew up, but it's not because of of me. It's because of the guests I have on the podcast, mm -hmm. you know, and and a mixture of other things too. But for the most part, in a vlogging sense, it takes time. You can't yeah. just get on there and just blow up and have a million followers or something. Yeah, and not not to like put nobody like everybody doesn't have the everybody thinks like oh I built dope stuff I can you know I yeah. can make vlogs I can get paid for this like mm -hmm. nah having having cool shit is part of the battle. You gotta have a personality that people mm -hmm. can relate to. Like you just gotta be a natural, a natural at it. Yeah. You know, like I don't script shit. Like I see people that are like, oh yo, we gonna we're gonna practice our our reaction when we see this. You be like, bro, like y'all do that? <laughs> like, you know, weird. like what you see is what you get. Yeah. Like I ain't never been like, hey bro, like I'm gonna walk back out, but when I come in, I need y'all to be doing this. Like, never. Not one time have we done that. Yeah. Like everything just natural and organically happens. I think that's why most of your viewers kind of gravitate more towards your content because of that. Every video, even the most viral ones, are just very genuine. From yeah, dad, even like my, my dad. Yeah. Like, I gave yeah. my dad a ride in the SE. That wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, damn, like, I need some content. Let me go. Yeah. It like, was like raw, unfiltered, like. It was on an iPhone. Yeah. Just like, back then. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I noticed that you have like a very loyal fan base that just like, like you, we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. anything you post, you know, it's very, they just want to, they're doing it for you. Not so much. You know what's the next gimmick that you're gonna put yeah. out you know mm -hmm. they just really fuck with you and those are those are that's the type of fan base you want yeah like you want people that are tapped into like you like at first you had people that were tapping in with like a specific car whereas now the i've went so far from like jdm to now like we got american cars mixed in 
to where now it's like a, a variety. Like some people, they couldn't transition from like, all right, I'm full JDM to now I'm like mostly American cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the following would fall off or, or whatever. People wouldn't, wouldn't vibe with it. Whereas now it's like, I have so many different cars and people are still, still around. Like the channel is still constantly growing. Mm-hmm. Like my old thing was, I was like, oh man, people were here for the 300ZX. Then I was like, oh man, people were here for the, for the C6. People were here for the SE. Whereas like people were just there for, for everything. Yeah. And th- that's you. the type of content and um or those are the type of followers that you that you really want. Like I hate saying the word fans. I don't, I don't like address yeah, people same. as fans. Yeah. Like people that are you know supporting you and taking time out to watch it. So for me, I'm I'm hella passionate on it because like my upbringing, my shit's from the mud. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a, a head start. So, you know, the YouTube stuff taking off for me was like literally what allowed me to be able to, you know, take care of my family get my granny out that uh, hood where you see me drifting through and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she she lives with me now. So uh, if it wasn't for YouTube, God knows how long it would have took, you know? I definitely right. would have had to try to figure it out and get to to the same point. But luckily from people watching and supporting the channel, you know, it just happened a lot quicker. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, we always consider people supporters versus fans. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> of course. definitely. So when you switched from Nissan to, you had the SC, right? Yeah. Now you have, LS, right? You're into American <laughs> cars. So how did that transition happen? Ah, man. So this was like, for sure, like the the ice cube in the water. It was just like, what? Like, ooh, it was like a shocker because <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had already considered going LS1 at that time. This is before really LS3s are even known. Like the next thing was LS2s. This is how far back we go. Wasn't no LS3s yet. Or and if they were, you like... Like you couldn't afford that, right? So, I go to a Volvo dealership. They have an LS there. I buy an LS one from this guy that works at the Volvo dealership, and I'm getting ready to put this thing in my 240. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm tired of these SRs blowing up. And then somebody hits me after I post. I'm like, I'm going LS. This dude blew up his F body motor. He's like, Hey, bro, can I buy the motor from you? I just blew mine up. I'm like, Damn, I just got it. But I'm like, I start, you know, weighing the numbers. I'm like, it's gonna be kind of expensive to put this thing into a 240. Yeah. So I ended up selling him my motor, build another SR, and then I got into the whole 350Z stuff. So I get into 350Zs. Uh, going going back a little context on 350Z. 350Z was a car that I wanted hella bad. Uh, this OG that I had met uh, just being in West Oakland, he had a 350Z. He would be coming to the shop that I would uh, go to all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. He had a supercharged 350Z. And I think that thing probably made like four or something at the time. Back then, you know, 400 was yeah. like, oh God, this thing is running. So it was a supercharged DE. And after riding that car, I was like, I want a 350Z. I want a supercharged 350Z. So that was always on my, my bucket list. It's like, I want a supercharged 350. So when I got my 350Z, first thing I did after, you know, wide biting it, getting everything uh, set up, I supercharged it. Supercharged it. I went through three motors, bro. Three motors on top. After, I want to say, my third motor, no, my after my second motor, I got a built one. I'm like, ah, oh, it's game over. I got a built DE, baby. We got forged pistons, <laughs> rods, you know, yeah. head studs, everything. This ain't blowing up. I got rid of the weak link, which are the rods. I'm like, we golden. Dude, first pull on the dyno, I'm pretty sure this is when it blew up. First pull, I see the radiator cap. <laughs> Shoot oh, up. I'm like, boy. oof. I'm like, oh, that wasn't good. After that, we're changing plugs, everything. Like, it never ran right. So, put a stock one in. It blew up. So now I'm four DEs in. I'm like, bro, I'm over this. I hate it. I'm like, this is the worst idea ever. I'm about to go LS. I want a simple 500 horsepower in a car so I can drive it to work. Because I was driving that thing to work. I was taking that thing to Walmart doing security <laughs> there. Like, that was my daily. So when I did the, the LS3, 
during the time I was doing the swap, I had bought my C5. And I get my C5, I'm driving around, I'm like, oh, this is hella comfortable. But when my 350Z was done with the LS3, I was like, ooh. I'm like, yo, this is hot. <laughs> I'm like, this is it's fast. It it was, um, what do you make? Four, four, I think 475 at the time with like 450 or 60 foot pounds of torque. Mm-hmm. So that and the 350 with the short gears, I was like, yo, I'm hot. So I would, I would have that with the R-Triple-A's where it wasn't spinning. That's when I, I got into digs. Mm. Coyotes from digs and stuff at lights, like walking stuff. I'm like, boy, this is this is the one. Then I get my, my my C5s at the shop now. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to do my, my tribute to my grandfather. I'm about to, to supercharge this and all kind of stuff. End up supercharging it. That thing made like six something. And it was a hot boy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is dope. So now here we are. I'm like, I, re- I really like these LSs. These are so reliable you can't argue the reliability of it right. i've been dogging this thing i'm driving it to work gas mileage is good it won't blow up i'm like hmm so in my head i'm like always wanted a, a c6 i'm like if i'm gonna get a c6 it has to be a ls3 i found this one behind us and i'm like all right we're gonna we're gonna do this we end up doing the head cam package here at saxby shop um car made what was it 476 at the time mm-hmm. drove it for like maybe a year and it was, you know, solid. I'm like, no, all no right, issues, reliable. Nothing, no issues, bro. I, like, I drove to SoCal, you know, six hour trips, nothing, zero issues. Uh, I'm like, I love this car. So, fast forward, I come here. I'm like, yo, talking to talking to Alex on her Saxby shop. I'm like, bro, let's supercharge it. Like, how much, you know, to, to get the supercharge and everything. And you know, he uh, now at this point, he already built me a car. My C5s here. He he hates because we're having. We'll we'll we'll, we'll go back to the C5, but. C- C5 and C6 are both here. So C6 is going like a charm. Everything's going perfectly fine on, on, on that. Uh, we end up doing the supercharger on it. Mind you, when the C5 was done, it made, it was a, f- a fully built stroker motor. Like everything you can do to uh, a LS, it was LS2. LS1 had already blew up. I have a LS2 block. Now it's stroked out to a 402 stroker. Okay. Heads, cam, uh, same supercharger as the C6. C5 makes 720 horsepower. So I'm like, oh, this is like cool. Like whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's right. Whatever. We do the same thing to the C6. Stock stock block, stock heads, um, BTR stage three. I already had the NA cam in it. We didn't even swap it to a boost cam. We just threw the supercharger on it with the recommended fuel system that he wanted, which was the Ford Innovation dual pump setup. Mm-hmm. Thing makes eight, it made 820. Hmm. So I'm looking like, bro, I just spent wild bread on this C5 doing the stroker motor and here this stock ls3 is making almost a hundred horsepower more yeah. <laughs> hundred horsepower more the exact same combo there's nothing really different one's a, a stroker ls2 yeah and one's a stock ls3 with fucking a cam and a supercharger applied to it so now i'm like i i you know we finished the c6 i'm like yeah. in my head i'm like i don't need the c5 no more i'm mad i'm like i i spent wild bread on here to make less power than the stock ls3 same tuner tuned it everything like there was no no variables in it. So that's when I decided to get rid of the C5 and, you know, continue with the C6. But since then, it's just been like, I went from hating LSs, hating them with a passion. If if you were, like, if you knew me prior to my LS days, you'd be like, there's no way. I would talk so much stuff. I'd be on the forums. I bet you I'll walk you in this SR. You don't want to this SR, but I make 500. I don't care how much your vet makes. Your vet makes 530, but you heavier than my little 240. I hated them. I would never, I would never would have considered an LS. Then once I got it, I'm like, all right, it keeps making power. It keeps making power. It hasn't broke. And now to this day, it's like, they're still like one of my more reliable cars. My 350, yeah. since the 
since it had the LS3 in it, now it's it's LSA. Like yeah. out of eleven cars, I think ten of them are boosted now out of all my cars. I got one NA car, and guess what? That car is an NA LS3 G35. <laughs> so, no, my truck, even my truck, I got a pickup truck built with a 5.3 turbo 5.3 thing. Last time I was on a dyno, it made 720 with 730 foot pounds of torque. I don't know how many miles were on it, dude. When I got that thing, the radiator was leaking, had a hole in the uh, the upper hose, <laughs> unknown mileage, dude. It was like bad. We threw, like, I didn't even change the lifters in it. Did nothing. I put head studs, head gasket, and that was really it. Makes Still making power to this day. Like, we're about to turn that thing up. It's probably going to make like eight something. Unopened, unknown, wow. doo-doo 5.3. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, you're actually the first like LS person we've had on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Nobody. I haven't had anybody who. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm really like an LS head. I like. Well, I'm saying who has, who has the platform that can talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so, in your experience with these with these motors, which one do you think is better for like boost? Are they all okay for boost? Depends. Okay. So, if we're talking a goal, if your goal is Let's say 950. Let's go 950 to 1,000. Is that a good amount for, for these cars? Like that you can use functionally on the street to race with it? Oh, functioning on a, in a vet, 800 is like a sweet spot. Okay. Like you see, bro, this car is on 20s and it still hooks. Like racing 1,000 horsepower Hellcats. Like this car has so much potential to be fat. Like the car behind y'all, that car makes 1,000 plus. So what do these, what do all these cars make right now? So the Fox body, I'm not sure what, what that one makes currently, but that's a, a fully built. I'm pretty sure that'll be a four-digit car. The F body behind you is a four-digit car confirmed on the dyno. Um, my car with this current setup makes 820, but we're okay. waiting for the heads and everything now, so we're going to be turning that up. Um, if all goes well, I think I might be able to take the ANA factory uh, or the ANA horsepower record, the most horsepower that were, that's made on the T-Trim. So I think right now the record's like 863 or something, and I think we for sure going to have that in the bag. So um, this will this will be spicy, but... Dude, like we have the combination right. Like if I want to make a thousand plus horsepower LS3, it would be so simple. Like it doesn't take a lot. We can use the heads that are coming. I could do a forged bottom end. We do a F1X. Uh, Alex is plugged in with Pro Charger. I can get that out of deal. Uh, Vortec already said they're down to sponsor the, um, what is it? The, um, ah. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out which one it was. Um, the YSI. Mm-hmm. Like I've already talked to Vortec. They're like, you know, we'll, we'll send a YSI over because they're, they're familiar with the car. So I could throw a YSI on here, have their engine builder do us a forged what, block. What, what is that? I don't even know what that is. That's a frame of the... <laughs> yeah, it's lower. So it's, it's you have like the, the SI you. unit, uh, you have the T-trim, then you have the YSI, which is like their big dad. Okay. So it's like pretty much like one of the bigger Vortec units. Because we use ANA, but ANA uses Vortec head units. Hmm. So a lot of like even, uh, what is it, uh, Paxson. Remember Paxson? You heard yeah. of that brand? Paxson's owned by Vortec. So yep. a lot of these company Vortec makes the head unit. Pro yep. Charger, it's it, its own brand. Right. That's why a lot of people get confused and they call they cars. They'd be like, yeah. oh, bro, like that car is Pro Charged. Yeah. I always correct people. It's like so I'd be like, oh, my supercharged vet. And people would be like, no, bro, your, your vet's Pro Charged. I'm like, bro, it doesn't have a Pro Charger on it. It has a ANA supercharger, which is a Vortec. It's supercharged by Vortec. That's like me saying, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's Vortec charged, you know? Yeah. So yeah, isn't it like this? Like uh, I spoke about this on a different episode, a Coyote episode. Isn't it like um, like Nitrous and Nas? It's like the the it's the same thing, but the yes, brand name branding. is Nas. It's a na- yeah. yeah, but it's the same shit. Yeah, like Nitrous Express. You be right. like, oh yeah, Nitrous my car. Express, same thing. Like yeah, oh you're you're spraying Nitrous Express. Like oh you spraying yeah, Nitrous. Exactly. You know? yeah. It's like that kind of thing. like Nas is a brand. Nitrous Express is a brand. Right. Yeah. Right. Pro Charger is a brand. Uh, Vortex a brand. But you know when people see the unit, and they get so familiar with. 
Procharger because it's one of the more familiar brands. Mm-hmm. People be like, oh, it's Procharge. Like, yeah, it's it has a Procharger, so yeah, it's Procharge. Right. But if it was a different brand, it'll be like not yeah, supercharged. Not say it's Vortex. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Vortex. <laughs> it's Vortex Charge. It's Paxson Charge, bro. Um, I guess on that same topic, as far as like you know, he's saying which which motor you're gonna build, and obviously you. Speaking of the Vortex, which are centrifugal chargers, is there a reason why you may choose a centrifugal charger mm-hmm. motor versus like a screw or a Whipple for normal people or for sure or or turbo, so to speak? So I'm the perfect person to ask this question to because I have <laughs> all forms of boosted LSs. My truck is turboed. This uh, has a centrifugal, and my 350Z has a root style supercharger. Root style, yeah. So the reason why this has a um, a centrifugal is because it comes to packaging. Mm. If you look at Vets, when it comes to twin turbo on them, like you can't, it, it become it no longer becomes a daily. Like you can't really okay. street drive it. I drive this car to the gym, uh, gym. I drove it to SoCal. I take my granny to church in it. Like it's a full functioning street car. It has subs in it. AC works, everything. So in that aspect, I didn't want to take away from it being a street car just because I wanted to chase some power. Right. Like if the goal for me was like, all right, I want to be 900 max or 850 or whatever, I'm going to do it with a centrifugal. Big enough centrifugal will do that, and it comes in a smaller packaging. The moment you try to make 800 out of a turbo, it's like, yeah, you're going to make that power. You're going to make that torque. But now your radiator setup's stupid. The car mm-hmm. wants to overheat. You lose your AC. You know, the exhaust gets ran off funky. So in, in that aspect, the supercharger makes more sense to do. And then when it comes to uh, roof style on vets, it's like where the window cowl is, it gets kind of hard. Like you can't feel a, a LSA without cutting it. Yeah. Uh, you got Magnuson that makes like their their heartbeat and you know smaller frame superchargers yeah. that are specific to vets, but you know the 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 packaging is different. Like I would either do a centrifugal or a root style on a vet. Um, but when it comes to like if you were like, all right, I want I want to make a thousand plus, I'm I'm obviously gonna tell you to go with the turbo. Yeah, you can do that with like a Whipple, but then you start running to like, all right, you're putting a lot of load on the uh, on the crank and, and the pulleys and stuff like. When superchargers are making a thousand horsepower, you like you got to remember that has to run off that crank. You see yeah. snouts and stuff break. Yep. Like it's a load. Like if it's gonna make a, a motor making twelve hundred horsepower at the tires, that belt is gonna fill that load. That it doesn't just because it's a belt doesn't mean like all right this it still has a six hundred six hundred horsepower load or tension on it. Like nah, that thing fills that that added power to it. That's why you see yeah. snouts and all that stuff breaking. So a turbo is free power essentially it, it doesn't require anything it just uses the exhaust flow to make that power right but you know if it's a car you like all right i'm about to just run this i'm gonna let it cool off then you know i'm going i'm going turbo all the way for a max effort build i'm going turbo if your goal is a thousand you can get away with it with a uh, like a f1x big dad like you they got people making like 1400 uh 1400 on them but for me it's like i hate i've had so many nightmares with the vq being supercharged where it's like like belts become an issue. Luckily, A and A has like probably the best bracket set up to where I've never thrown a belt on this car. Okay. I'm and I'm still on the uh, I'm still on a six rib. A lot of people it's, go to uh, eight rib and stuff like that. Like my 350 has a, a eight rib with the the uh, LSA setup, but this car I still run a six rib and I'm making eight plus. Are you guys using? Because it's I guess it's different for us. What do you guys consider pump gas over here? Like, what fuel do these cars run on? E. Yeah, that's my next question. Okay, we only got ninety one in it, boy. I was gonna say yeah, because we got ninety three, but yeah, we don't got ninety three. I I have this tuned on uh, ninety one and E. So on E eighty five or ninety one, it makes like six something. E eighty five or the the ninety one tune has like ten degrees of timing. It's literally to if I'm driving from here to wherever and I can't get gas, I can yeah. fill up ninety one and I can make it there until I can get some E. 
Gotcha. Like it still runs exactly the same. I just wouldn't do no pulls on okay. on uh, ninety one. Granted, it's tuned for it. Yeah, it made the power. We confirmed on a dyno. It's just you get a bad my, my C five my LS one motor blew up. Bad batch of uh, ninety one. Wow. Started pinging and it was done. Bad batch of ninety one. It just wasn't a high enough octane. Like we tuned it on ninety one and it was good. And probably the gas station that I went to probably had a different yeah, octane level, even though it was ninety one. Probably just wasn't up to par. And we got pinging and it just blew a hole in the block. Damn. Nothing changed with the gas. Yeah. Nothing changed. We had tuned it everything. We made, it was like 615 so on the would dyno. You, you recommend anyone that's doing this type of work on these cars, and maybe in this area or in general, to move to E? Hell yeah. Anybody that's trying <laughs> yeah. to like yeah. build like, that's just like, let's put it into context. <laughs> you have a bodybuilder. You're a natural bodybuilder. You're naturally, mm, mm, mm. I'm doing the best that my genetics can do right now. Yeah. And that's it. I'm only going to get as good as my genetics. Yep. Whereas you ain't competing with some dude on steroids. Yeah, yeah majority of people that on shot steroids. Shot the butt away. <laughs> yeah, you like, man, like, bro, this, this fool got, he got a 12-pack. Like, yeah. you know, you, you can't compete with it. It's just like, it's it's cheaper and it's just a better fuel. Yeah. Like, the octane level is just so much higher. Like, like on, on, on vets, like, the heads and everything are so efficient on, on the LS3s to where you could, if it's an NA build, you can get maximum timing out of this without having to go E85. Like if you have an NA application, there's no benefits of going E85 over 91. But if you add boost to that, now it's like, all right, all right we have, we're pinging at 12 degrees of timing. Yeah. We can't get that, that, that uh, efficiency out of the timing. So now you add, you add E to it. Now you're like, all right, cool. Now I'm at 23 degrees of timing based on the, uh, the ethanol not making it ping. So mm. ethanol content is important, but it more, it more so comes down to like the, the, the octane. If you can get the maximum timing to where the car won't make any more power on 91, then E85 has no benefit. You may see five, five horsepower gains. at most. Yeah, minimal yeah. So, is, it, is there a lot of E85 stations out here? Because I know um, in New York, there are some spots that everybody knows because there's mm -hmm. the only ones. Out here, is it more accessible? Yeah, we got E85 right down the street from the shop. Okay. You can go five minutes down the street and uh, run to an E85 station. Yeah, Where my know. house is, yeah. I, I stay by E85 station. I bought my house around E85. <laughs> On purpose. <Yeah. laughs> we were looking, we were looking at house. I'm like, yeah, we can't move there. You know, E85. Like yeah. E85 is too far away, and trying to drive 20 minutes away to get E. Is the content usually good by you? Yeah. I, um, like my, E70 sort of or E85. Nah, I had, I've had up to 80 percent ethanol. Okay. The highest I've seen was 80, 85 percent, like full 85 percent on my yeah. uh, standalone. But after, I want to say after e, E65, e there's no benefits of having ethanol. Like E65 and e, uh, E85 are going to be like the same uh, octane content mm -hmm. as far as like the the resistance to pinging. Right. There's no real benefit. So like even when people have like E55 and they're like, all right, I want to do full E85. It's like, yeah, there's a benefit if you're at E55 and you can't get all the timing that you want yeah. out of that setup. Then you're going to need that, you know, that higher ethanol content. Cause now it's like, all right, now we can add that timing without having to worry about that pinging. Right. But if you can, if you can get everything out of it, it's not going to really make a big difference. So E85, you want to match it up really with the timing. Timing is what's going, what's going to help. And also if you're adding more boost, like let's say if I make, I'm at 23 degrees of timing, I'm at 10 pounds of boost and I've, I've done it on E85. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, all right, I'm going to add 20 pounds of boost, the same timing now I need to be for sure like that that E85 is going to be be right. You can't do that on 91. 91 ain't going to yeah. <laughs> that shit will send your shit to the moon. Like you're you're blowing up for sure. And that's what happened with the with the uh that Z. When it blew up, we're all, like I had E85 sitting there. I'm like, "All right, let's get the 91 tune done." Yeah. And what happened was 
it was first pull, like no nothing. It was just like send it. They straight sent it, bruh. Uh, the combo I had on there was making like 22 pounds of boost, which was like way too much for 91 on that car. That car should have been on E. If that car was on E85, it probably would have made like 700 plus and would have lived. But that first pull on 91 was just like a bad tuning decision. Damn. It cost me a motor. It cost you probably a motor and a it lot did. of time and money 100%. too. 100%. When, when the radiator cap goes up like that, that's, <laughs> yeah. You like, all right, that thing blew the head gasket. Yeah. It was pinging. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a lot of pressure yeah. down. It's a lot of pressure in there. So you, uh, this is the C6 that has the, uh, the blow off valve set up, right? Yeah. This is like the best sounding C6 yeah. on, on, uh, Facts. on YouTube. hundred percent. I know people were, um, there was a couple of comments on that post. It does sound really good though. Yeah. Like this is probably, I mean, I haven't heard anything that's which, like this, Which, which, uh, blow off valve you have? Now, you know, I can't give you the sauce. We don't have about a hundred <laughs> of these I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. Cause like I've been, I've been wanting to Vortec my car and I'm like, I found videos. I'm like. I probably watch a video of your car. I'm like, Yo, it's loud. Fuck, this just sounds good. This shit is loud though, bro. Yeah, no, like, I, man, I, wish we, I wish we didn't have. I wish we didn't have the freaking it taking apart. I let you hear it. It's yeah. it's hella loud, but it sound like people will hear it when you're going to be like, oh, it's turbo. Like it doesn't have that. Yes. Yeah, no, it has I like hate a whistle. that noise. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, yours. The hint is a it's a, a dual valve setup. Dual gotcha. valve. It's dual. I got two of them on there. Is that all we're getting? Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'll cool. tell you. I'll show you off camera. I'll show that's you. That's cool. That's cool. I got you. I'll give you the sauce. Because to be honest, like not even just to like the vortex aren't really popular and i would say like the guys who only like you said only people only know of pro chargers mm -hmm. so vortex trying to go in the back lane especially like in a mopar world no one's mm -hmm. doing no vortex so i saw a vortex i was like oh, you know what i want to do this. this is different and then i was looking at the the blow valves i'm like I, w I want this shit to sound good though like yeah well you know what's crazy is i had um because you're saying that with the, the mopar stuff the reason why they probably aren't doing it is because the, the hellcats offered on the roost style Yes, but mm. there was uh, in Oakland down the street. I would always hear this car. Like, whoosh. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. So one day I heard it. I ran outside and caught him. It was uh, this dude going down the street to one of his boys. It was um, it was a charger, but it had a pro charger on it. Mm -hmm. And he had um, you know the tile blow off out and everything. It made like 870. Yeah, it, it sounded hella good with the with the centrifugal on it. So I mean, people people do it, but I think they they get more into like like i want it to sound like a hellcat let me throw a, a root yeah, style yeah i on think here. that's what everyone does and i i, I want it to be different because mine is not a it's not a hellcat so i don't want it to sound like a hellcat. yeah facts. you know i want it to be its own thing so it's very interesting we'll definitely have to talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> he's trying he trying to swagger jack yeah. on DLB setup. It's, it's, it's a different it's a different uh different lane it, sound, it sounds good so i'm not um most people know that i'm not um an american car guy mm -hmm. but um i like to learn through people who have been you know building the cars and that's one of the things that like I love about this car is the way it sounds and that's something that like makes me interested in learning more about the car and the platform because it's like all right how did you make it sound like that and then you start learning more things about the platform yeah. so um you also have a fox body as well that sounds yeah. really good that you drift with as well right yeah and see the the way i get my the way i get my cars to sound different because mm -hmm. a lot of american companies like people that are into american cars they do american shit yeah whereas like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this jdm blow valve on, <laughs> on on this car mm -hmm. And we're gonna see how that sounds. So I start playing with I start playing with sounds and, and mixing. Cause I'm not people think when cause I did the American motor and my JDM car, they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you, you love American cars now or whatever. Or cause I, you know, I got the vets. Whereas yeah. now, like my my four rod that I'm building, I'm mm -hmm. putting a built 2J in that car. So right. I'm not I'm not loyal to a brand when it comes to do I like LS's better or do I like two Jay-Z's better? I'm pretty at now at this point I'm like 50-50 on which one I like better. Right. Like I don't prefer one over the other depending on what the application is mm -hmm. because everything serves a purpose. Right. Like if I'm building a LS3 aluminum block, 
I'm not going more than like 950. A thousand is going to be pushing it because the aluminum blocks are weaker. If I'm trying to build a thousand horsepower LS, I'm going with the iron block. I'm, I'm going to get a 6.0, I'm going to stroke it, and I'm going to throw a boost at it. Or you could do the same thing with a, a little 5.3. 5.3, yeah. my boy makes 1,200 horsepower out of a 5.3 with just a ring gap. <laughs> so the iron blocks are going to be stronger, but I would say um, no more than a thousand on LS3s. You can make it, but the block becomes an issue. An issue. The issue is just it being an aluminum block. You know, the it, it's a different stress level. Right. So, you know, after a thousand, you you on borrowed time. That's why you see a lot of people that are making power original with the six O's iron blocks or dart blocks or whatever. Right. But you can make them uh, with that. So if I'm going for like my my SE. That thing's gonna be um, probably roughly about twelve hundred horsepower when it comes out, with mm -hmm. potential to be fifteen, sixteen hundred. Yeah, that's what we, you know, we spec it out to do. So if I'm going for like, oh, I want a big power build, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go with this two J, like my SE. It's gonna be my fastest car. It's two J. Like I would never put a LS in a car that I can bolt in a two J in. So certain aspects, I'm like, nah, I wouldn't LS this car. Gotcha. Other cars Ooh. where if it makes sense, like a three fifty Z, the LS sits in there a lot lower. It's almost the same weight. It makes more power. It makes more torque. Gas mileage is better. Uh, it's way more reliable. And it made it a funner car. Then it makes the sense to do it. Right. So even uh, my Fox bodies, I almost was going to LS swap those. But then there was always a myth and a rumor like, oh, the 5.0 blocks crack after like 500. You get 500, they crack. Don't raise the limiter. Don't hit the limiter. It's going to break. <laughs> Dude, my green Fox, I've taken it to a few drift events. I'm probably, I don't even know how many. Sat it on the limiter. It's boosted. Everything people said don't do, I've done, and that car still hasn't broke. Uh, last last event I had took it to, I got that thing to 283 degrees, bro. I boiled all the coolant out the radiator, all of it. <laughs> and I added coolant to it, took it to the track, and I took it drifting this weekend. Oh car still runs gosh. flawless. What? Heads aren't warped, nothing. So when people be like, oh, the fuck's body going to break at you on borrowed time? I'm like, bro, I've been dogging this car, and it, it hasn't broke. But it goes back to when people were probably building them, trying to make 500 horsepower out of them. They're using Booboo ass 91 with their email <laughs> tunes that they had to send in. Yeah. Tune ain't right. Cars pinging. And now, you know, you got a, you got a hole in your shit. Mm -hmm. It's like now that you're on E85, I don't think you have those those same those same weak points. It's like, right. all right, the car isn't pinging. So now we we know that this block will do more. I'm seeing people make 650 out of a stock block without an issue. So, you know, it comes down to the uh, to the timing. But. Going back to whether I'd prefer uh, LS or 2J or, or whatever, it really just depends on the on the power goal and what I'm trying to do with the car. My okay. first time ever riding a 2J power car was my boy Julian. He had an MK3 Supra with a 2J in it, like nasty. I think this thing made like eight something. And this was back when I was like, oh boy, 500, I'm whooping shit. <laughs> so he making 800 on a 2J. Yeah. He out there on 7th Street, which is like the old school drag spot, walking everything. So I rode in that car. I'm like, ooh, I need a 2J. I really need a 2J. Yeah. So that's where, you know, my, 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 I always liked Supras. 2Js were like affordable, but you're always afraid of the swap because like back then there was no adapter kits, none of that. Yeah. Like you kind of had, had to do all the, the wiring like yourself. There yeah. was no, no, nothing. So at the time, uh, when I first did my SE, like we, like we used a factory harness and made it up with the other ones. Like it looked like spaghetti, but like, hey, it works. It starts. Yeah. Wow. Now it's, you know, now it's cleaned up. We got the wire specialties harness on there, you know, mm -hmm. R8 coil packs and shit. Like everything's super clean, engine base painted. But back then that wasn't really an option. <laughs> so I only asked that because a lot of people seem to think like when you do crazy motor swaps like that, like it's like a YouTuber special build, you know, because every YouTuber tries to put like different motor swaps in certain cars and it kind of kills the drivability of the cars. 
So um, I'm not sure who started all that, but it's become a thing where like those crazy swaps are only going to be. Bro, if I listen to if I listen to what people wanted on YouTube, yeah, people were like, "Oh, bro, Diesel swapped the Viper." Oh <laughs> like people people want you to do the things that they see on Forza. It's like, bro, I'm not I'm not doing that. Like I again, I will never build a car that people want to see. I'm building it because this is something I wanted. I wanted this car. I'm building it for me. This is what I want to do with it. I don't care if you don't like seeing LS swaps for the, the 15th time. <laughs> it's reliable. I like it in this car. This car is going to work. It's going to be fast. It's going to do what I want it to do. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. You know? So that's how that's how I base everything off of. The the, the 5.0. I was going to LS swap it. I didn't LS swap it because it was a 25th or 20, yeah, 25th year anniversary CHP. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep this for just because it has this motor. But I had already bought the LS swap. And then when I bought my second notch back, which is the wide body one, I was like, all right, this is when I'm at the LS swap. I got two of them now. I'm LS swapping this one. This is going to be the drift car. Cool. Ended up getting a sponsorship through Vortec. Vortec sponsored the, supercharg- or sponsored the supercharger for it. So I was like, oh, great. Like, I guess now I'm going to have a turbo 5.0 and a supercharged 5.0. Didn't do it. Yeah. So now, you know, I still don't have an LS swap Fox body like I, I wanted to do. I bought my 4i, which is my third third notchback coupe i'm like all right here we go this one i'm on the twin turbo ls blah 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 and now i'm putting a 2j in it i'm like god like i'm never gonna get a a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a ls3 swap fox because i keep <laughs> doing other things to them but the same twin turbo motor that i was gonna put in one of the foxes i'm gonna put it in my 6.4 i got mm. a wide body 6.4 build that i'm gonna do a twin turbo ls on kind of like some you know you got you got uh the hoonicorn and yeah. i dubbed it the goonicorn so <laughs> i like that. my hood build <laughs> So uh, a lot of those viral videos that you've had, um, well, obviously they were with the cars that you've had, right? But mm-hmm. they were at a time where I think a lot of car YouTubers are blowing up from doing reaction videos. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard you the ride along king. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm the clickbait king. I'm everybody, I'm like, bro, I was I was a hashtag and I was like uh, the clickbait ride along pimp or some shit. I'm like ride along pimp out here, baby. So I think a lot of people and you already addressed it basically mm-hmm. how the viewers kind of take that kind of uh content and they say like oh what about your what about your girl like that's disrespectful my bm don't care so why you say bm why not you say your girl just because i like me saying my baby mama thing or i always call her my baby mama okay like granted we you know we engaged my my fiance yeah i feel like that's like saying like oh my fiance like i hate i hate the term fiance it sounds so long and (laughs) okay like you be like i just thought it was a culture thing i don't know i didn't know if it was like a growing up that's what you guys did no i always say always say my bm like she watched, she be like, "Let's call me his baby mama." So, <laughs> like she like that. Like, uh, and everybody in the comments would be like, "Bro, you need to put a ring on that girl and wife that girl." I'm like, "It's my baby mama." Like, <laughs> always say it. Like for me, like not to deviate off off topic, but yeah, yeah no. You know, yeah. my my thing is like, we already we got a kid now, mm-hmm. so it's like having a, a ring and a piece of paper. What's that do? Like, what what changes? nothing yeah. changes we've been together for 14 years nothing yeah. changes like i feel like if we were to go get married tomorrow nothing would change it wouldn't feel no different like yeah zero it'd be like all right now we got, we got combined taxes now or whatever <laughs> like and she's not in a hurry like i did my part i gave her her ring she ain't not once been like all right i'm gonna go to the i'm gonna go sit up this i want to have a wedding like this she don't care <laughs> like we you know very locked in with shit yeah so is she comfortable with all of the content she doesn't care at all. At like all. Every video that I've done, she's known about. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm about to go do a video today. She'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, people would be like, oh, she, that's so disrespectful. I'm like, why? How's it disrespectful? If you were to see your, your favorite rapper in a video mm-hmm. kissing somebody or your favorite actress or whatever, like, would you be like, oh, that's hella disrespectful to his, his, uh, his lady or whatever? It's mm-hmm. like, nah, at the end of the day, it's 
entertainment. Right. So if I know, like I, when I start seeing OnlyFans pop off and females getting famous off off that to where you see the shift, it's like, hmm, that's why I started doing ride-alongs. I'm like, people are already into the fast cars. I'm like, if I put a girl in this car, I know it's gonna go viral. I already knew. I knew it was gonna be a good series. That's why I do them here and there. Um, putting girls and getting reactions because females don't ride in a lot of fast cars. Like if I get a cute girl and I throw in the SE that makes 900 horsepower, yeah. her reaction, I'm guaranteed a good reaction out of her because she ain't never been in nothing this fast. Yep. She might've dated a nigga that has uh, uh, a regular, ZR1 yeah. or, or, or ZL1 <laughs> or maybe a Hellcat at most, yep, yeah. but she ain't never been in nothing that's gonna make like damn near a mm-hmm. thousand horsepower to the floor. So when she gets in this, I'm for sure gonna get a reaction. If I can get enough torque and get this thing to grip up, you know, if I if I play with the gas, let it spin a little bit and get it <laughs> yeah, to jerk, yeah. I can get these motherfuckers to bounce. She gonna be in there enjoying the, the time of her life. She ain't gonna know they bouncing, but in my head, I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait till I start editing this. I'm gonna slow this down and they gonna keep watching it. Anytime I look at the analytics and see yeah. those portions of the video, you see the spike, spike people like yeah. most viewed part, I'm like, look, there they yeah, go. Mm-hmm. You can't be motion. mad at me. I'm not the thirsty one. I'm the one getting the money. Niggas be watching it, them, them be the ones that be thirsty. But it's like the analytics don't lie. People are watching the clickbait. And when it came time to uh, to buy my house in my FD, that's when I did the most ride-alongs because I knew it was going to pop. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm getting ready to buy this house. I'm about to flood. I'm going to do a whole series of ride-alongs. I bought, my, I bought my FD, my house, and renovated my house the first month we moved in with ride-along footage. Let's keep, mm. let's just say that. And how many that's views on average were you making? Those were time. hitting 100K, almost 100K average, easy. Every, like on a monthly basis? Yeah, every, every, the, I want to say in the first, the first 24 hours because after 24 hours oh like i wouldn't even check because i was dropping another video yeah so after 24 my i, I based mine like on 24 hours i like to see like a certain number in 24 hours the same like same a realistic yeah. number right like for me my my realistic number is i want to see 24 thousand views in the first 24 hours a thousand views an hour that's like i can do that yeah i see that i'm like all right cool i'm i'm happy with that right you know i ain't like oh damn this video didn't do 100k like i don't yeah. care yeah. So like at the end of the day, it's like, all right, people are watching. Whatever it's going to do is whatever it's going to do. But I don't basically like, I want this video to do 100K. But when I was doing the ride-alongs, I'm like, this is guaranteed 100K. Yeah. The video with her is like, what? I don't, I don't know, a couple million views. Yeah. Yep. I knew I knew it was going to hit. I knew for a fact it was going to hit. So like it was no doubt in my mind that this video was going to hit. What was your first like viral video that hit a million views? Aside from that, because that was more recent. You've had other videos that before that... Um, the video with my dad. Your dad? Yeah. I think along. that was the first one I did a million views when I gave him a ride on my SE. I didn't meet my dad until I was like 21. Wow. Really? I never, I never knew of him. My mom would always tell me like a name and, and be like, oh, he was into cars and stuff too. I'm like, oh, I didn't care. Like me and my mom made hella close. Like I didn't, I didn't, I'm close with my grandmother. My grandmother raised me. So right. in my eyes, my grandmother is my mom. So when, you know, I talk to my mom and stuff and she'd be like, oh, it's your dad. I'd be like, let that shit go in one ear and out the other. Like, I don't care. I don't need this nigga. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 19, whatever, 20. He ain't been here this whole time. Fuck that yeah. nigga. Yeah. So the conversation came about one day my brother, girlfriend was at the house and she's from West Oakland. That's what my, 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 my dad, I hate saying that shit. My dad was from. <laughs> so my mama was saying something. I was like, she said, some, some, some. I was like, your mama. She's like, your yeah, daddy. I was like, you don't even know who he is. She's like, I do know who he is. His, his name Tommy. He in West Oakland. <laughs> and then my brother's girlfriend heard it and was like, you talking about Tommy that live off of 27th? She was like, yeah. She was like, he's still here? And she was like, yeah, he's still here. So one day I was just like, I'm going to go pop up. Wow. I went there. I'm, it's like late. I'm knocking on the door. The porch lights off. Knocking, 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 knocking. He finally come out. 
I love, I'm looking at him I'm like, damn, I do look like this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, my mom light skinned, so everybody, my whole life, everybody like, oh, you look like your mama, you look like your mama. Yeah. But when I see him, I'm like, oh shit, like, I look like this nigga. <laughs> like, looking up and down, I'm like, I'm, I'm taller than him, but, you know, I look like this nigga. So we have, we have the conversation, like, yeah, you know, you know, we, we. He like, yeah. I'm like, that's my mama. She said, you're my daddy. So it was an awkward, you know, it was an awkward ass conversation. Movie shit. <laughs> then, you know, like, oh, yeah, she didn't tell me and she took you, ran off. I'm like, I don't even care. Like, whatever. So we, you know, we we would be talking, we'd be cool. Uh, he would tell me about all this old stuff. He's like, oh, I had I had go-karts and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I was I was building go-karts, you know? Yeah. Never met him, but lifestyle was similar. Mm-hmm. Like he was building go-karts, I was building go-karts. He was building cars, I got into cars, like without us even knowing each other. So I feel like this shit is, uh, you know, genetic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah I, believe. I believe that too. Do but, you think that him not being around um, kind of like influenced you to do things that you didn't want to do when you were growing up or any, any mm-hmm. anger? Nah, like luckily, that? so I come from an era where like my story is like typical Oakland story. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing special really to me about it. I feel like it's like the, the common story. Mm-hmm. You know, you grew up in the eighties, everybody's a crack baby. Um, you know, the families is falling apart. Grandparents step in and take care of the kids. Like the typical Oakland story. Right. So for me, I didn't feel like there was anything missing because I had my, my grandmother and my, uh, my grandfather, you know, my, so my, my grandfather, ain't really my grandfather. That was my granny's like old boyfriend type shit. Mm. But he owned, my grandfather owned a store. My granny used to work there. My grandpa was married. So my granny was like, you know, she was doing her thing. She was yeah. side chicken or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, she, you know, they was doing whatever the fuck they was doing. When when they broke up, he stayed around. He's like, oh, that's my grandson. So he'd take me fishing and all that stuff. So he was always around. My grandpa, like I said, he was a engineer or whatever, working on ships. So, you know, they had, my grandpa and them had, grandpa had bread. He had, he had bread, but then we come back to the other side, like, all right, we in the hood. So it would be like, all right, I'm going to school here, but now on the weekend, I'm going to my grandpa's house. You yeah. know, we still in the hood, but I ain't want for nothing. Like, you know, like, if I want, like, Papa, I want to, I want to get this go-kart. Let's go. Yeah. We're we going to get the go-kart. Bike gets stolen. We're we going to get a new bike. You know, grandpa wasn't playing that shit. <laughs> so in a sense, it was like, everything was, everything was cool to where it's like, when my grandfather died, it was just like, you know, that was the, the shocker. But growing up, I never really cared about having dad because it was like, all right, I got my granny and my daddy. And, you know, I didn't want to stay with my mama. I right. seen, you know, how that shit was going. I'm like, uh-uh. like, I went to stay with my mama probably for like three years when I was a kid. And I hated it. It was like the worst time of my life. You know, you, you taking me from where I got go-karts and Super Nintendos and shit to where, you know, you want us to clean up all the time. And <laughs> you fussing, you getting drunk. You know, my brother's breaking my nice shit that my grandpa got me because these niggas, they never had this shit. Yeah. So it was a totally different different time which is like ugh, like i hated it so when i got the time to uh you know move back to my, my grandpa and shit and then that's what i had did mm. but uh my freshman year my grandpa had died so that was like the for me that was like the the shift yeah shift like crazy you know my, my grandpa you like oh, here you go 25 bucks back then 25 bucks was like shit like a hundred dollars yeah, yeah i can go get some m&ms and a snickers for a dollar yeah you know so <laughs> when he died it was just like it was it was hella different you went from, all right, it's my, my freshman year. I lost my, you know, I lost my grandpa. Right. Like, um, you know, and it wasn't like a, like random, just like die. It was like a, a rough one, like cancer, like the slow shit. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to the, to the hospital. Shit, as a kid, things aren't registering, you know, things aren't making sense. So granted, we're in the, we're in the hood, you know, but everybody around us in the hood. So yeah. you don't, you don't really know anything outside of that. I go to West Oakland. We still in the hood. 
Yeah. So you know you don't you don't know you don't you don't you can't know better if you've never seen better. Everything just seems normal. So when my grandpa's going to the hospital now, mind you, remember I told you my grandma was his you know his little yeah. his side piece yeah, or whatever yeah. they had going on. When this happens, remember he's married. This whole time I've been going over there. His wife knows about my grandmother. My grandmother knows about them. Families are already intertwined. The whole little shit. When he's on his deathbed, it became an issue. Now they're taking the house key. Mm-hmm. Like it got it got rough. It, it got to a point where, when he had passed, um, I had hit a lick on a on a train. It should be this train that used to go by the backyard. Yeah. Train got stuck there. It got stuck. Stopped. Whatever happened, we broke in the train. We took hella shit off the train. I had chickens, all kind of stuff. So now. I got a, I got a, her, her deep freezer full of chickens. So my, I'm going around, I'm, I'm, I'm selling them. I'm selling chickens in the hood. Like, hey bro, I got this full chicken, 10 bucks. I'm going around and, you know, knocking on doors. And it was this one chicken. I'm like, I got somebody to sell it. She comes in there she's like, oh, that's my chicken. I'm like, this ain't your chicken. I just went and stole this off the train. She's talking about. So I'm grabbing the chicken. She grabs me. I pull, I pull my arm or whatever. She falls. She goes and tell everybody I pushed her. So now this family, is mad like their family yeah. i got my own separate family on my on yeah. my grandmother's side so big ass big ass thing come about now i'm at my, my granny sister house which is five houses down from this house where i took my chickens from yeah they calling they calling cousins and stuff people were coming over there mind you it's me and my just me and my uh, me and my auntie in there my family is huge bro huge so my auntie she old school she got her little pistols like somebody running this motherfucker like we, yeah running here if you want to she calls my she calls my granny my granny calls my mama and my auntie and like like my my family's known I'm, I'm not gonna say too much on on camera who like my uncle and shit is yeah, but yeah. like if you in oakland you know who my, like my family ties is like it's big so they come we got this big ass family family feud going now that my family's here like oh no one wants to fight no more mm. so to put in to put it into a context like once he died it was like that family was kind of kind of cut off from me right but the way my grandfather spent it he was so thuggish about it when before he died and they took the key i had told him like yo they took my you know they took my house key whatever blah 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 he gave me his uh bank card gave me his bank card had me take take everything out of the account switch it to my name so when he when he passed you know i had you know money to get through high school and all that shit i've messed that money off when uh when i went and you know started getting into 240s and stuff but Mm. (laughs) my my granny was smart about it what she did was all the money that we took out yeah what she would do was she, every year she would put it in a ira account so it would build interest right and every year right. i'd pull the interest out or she'd pull the interest out we go there and i buy school clothes every year that's wow. how we that's how we did it until you know i was like oh, i'm gonna 240 oh, i'm gonna take the money out my grandpa got me and buy this body kit oh, oh shit, i crashed the car i need another body kit but it was it was different when when he when he died is when i really started like noticing like the change and shit and, yeah. and, and the quality of life. Right. You know, it wasn't no like, oh, let's go fishing. It wasn't no, hey, Papa, I'm hungry. It was like, you know, my my granny was working. So she would she would be a manager of Toys R Us. We, you know, we in the projects or whatever. And, you know, if I want a cereal or whatever, she was getting it. But when it came time to like, oh, we need to buy this. Like, oh, well, you know, we ain't, we ain't got that. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a culture shift. And as I got older, that's when I realized I was like, damn, like, you know the shit that I thought was normal. I was like, I thought it was it was good, but it was like, nigga, my granny was struggling to nah. make sure I was cool. You know, yeah. so it was like when when I'm want, wanting a video game or whatever, and she couldn't get it. You know, you getting mad as a kid, like, yeah, my grandpa used to give me this <laughs> shit, like, man, shit weak. Yeah. You know, being a little badass kid. But then 
seeing what was sacrificed, like, you know, like, damn, like, I don't even remember what kind of car she had. It was like a little bucket, a little, <laughs> little five-speed bucket. So when you reflect and think on that, you'd be like, like, damn, like, yeah. the shit that's normal wasn't really, wasn't really normal. Mm-hmm. Like, me living with my grandpa and not living with my mom, you like, like, damn, I thought that was normal. Like, nah, it ain't normal. Yeah. So it wasn't until I got older to where I really started appreciating, you know, uh, how everything was going. Like, damn, like, like now. Right. Like reflecting how my life is now compared to what it was, you'd be like, damn, like nobody thought I'd be here. Nobody. Like I didn't even think I was gonna be here, especially doing this. Like yeah. you would have told me like, hey, people gonna fuck with you because you're making YouTube videos and they gonna vibe with that. Nigga, I would have never believed it. Even when my, my BM was like, Oh, make a YouTube account, I was like, Ain't nobody gonna watch that shit. Yeah. Like I was so like set on like, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. I'm about to get out here and figure out a way to get some money. Yeah. I never thought I was gonna be from this ever. That's uh pretty relatable because I went through the same thing. My grandmother raised me. I don't know if yeah, I'm yeah. my grandmother's household. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh see, we we grannies, yeah. babies. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I mean, she passed away a couple years ago, but um, yeah, like it's very similar. But now, <laughs> like when you like when you really take the time, like when you when you grow up in the hood, you never been out the hood, you don't know nothing. Yeah. it's not until you get older and you start meeting people. You go to their house, you be like, oh shit, like you got two stories. Yeah, like, oh, she yeah. Got, you take your you take your shoes off. Like, oh shit, like y'all got. Yeah. Like this is carpet. You got yeah. wait. You got, you got you got two bathrooms. Like <laughs> damn. Like yeah, you know all that shit is normal to you. Me and me and my brother. She was like we piled up on the living room. Like oh, you got a sleeping bag. Oh, like damn, this nigga took my corner tonight. Yeah. He, got, he got he bought a heater. <laughs> so you know it was it was hella different. I really like I was so oblivious to to stuff until I got older. Yeah. Like for real. Like and then that's why like now I moved out of Oakland. You know I, I moved out there, brought my granny with me because I was like. When I was looking for a house, my, my BM was like, oh, we can get a house over here. I'm like, never. Ain't no yeah. way I'm going to be raised in Oakland my whole life and then buy a house in Oakland. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, that's not happening. Like, school district sucks. The house might look nice, but then you go two blocks down or around the corner, you know, or niggas coming to your shit, stealing your shit. Like, nah, I'm not raising no kid here. Right. Like, before I even had my daughter, I'm like, nah, Oakland ain't the spot to do it. I love the culture. I love what, you know, what Oakland did for me, made me who I am, but far as like living there raising the family there like it ain't the, it ain't the move it's not the, it's not the move yeah hell nah of course i have to talk about fresh because you guys are close yeah that's my so boy. how did you guys uh are you guys connected through youtube or you guys grew up together or nah me and me and kicks are uh we boys through instagram instagram yeah wow. so <laughs> it's a little funny because <laughs> so the way me and kicks became cool was what year was this also just just to kind of you know this was it's been like over the last couple of years. Okay. We've been we've been knowing each other for a few years. It's been longer than five for sure. It was about the time where I had built my SE. Okay. So when when I had built my SE, Kix had, you know, a fast SE. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know who Kix was. People would be tagging me on his stuff and vice versa, tagging him on my stuff. Like, oh, race kicks, race kicks, race his. And I got to a point where I was getting annoyed with it. I'm like, bro, who is this nigga? Like, who who the fuck is this kicks nigga? I look at him, I'm like, oh, it's a Drake looking ass nigga. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then so at at one point, like we were, we were kind of going back and forth, wasn't nothing like like crazy, but it was definitely like a competition thing. Like, all right, like this nigga thinks he's faster than me, I'm gonna walk him, and I'm pretty sure he thought the same thing. To this day, me and Kicks ain't never raced. We've never raced. That was one of the questions too. Are you ever gonna race him? We are, but at the time when it came time to racing, my SE was down. Then when I get my SE up, his Z's down. We've never been running at the same time, like yeah. all, all these years. Mm-hmm. But now, like to be fair. I feel like if I was to take my SE and race his current setup, right, which is probably like his fastest, unless he's getting ready to do something else, like it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be a fair race. Yeah, like it wouldn't. It, like my that car is about to make like twelve hundred horsepower. 
and y'all you know people want me to race it versus an eight nine hundred horsepower z which is a yeah. fast z in its round but yeah like it's different when i was making 900 and he was making eight something yeah that would have been a, a fair race right but now it's like they want to see that race was just like bro like that's my that's my boy like anytime i go to socal i hit him up we go out to eat when he comes out here vice versa like right. you know outside of social media we chop it up bs and everything so i'm not gonna go out there for for the sake of a video to be like all right, i want to embarrass my nigga like <laughs> show people that i'm faster it's like yeah, right he ain't gonna he ain't gonna say i'm faster he for sure ain't yeah <laughs> he ain't gonna say it you know it's the, it's the pride yeah but like come on like 800 horsepower z versus 1200 horsepower 2j like it plus that 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 car is like not even gonna be the same car no more like before it would have traction issues like i didn't care about it i'm yeah. like oh shit we nigga we spin it cool i'm about to just yeah. drift through this mm -hmm. whereas now we're doing boost by gear like the whole the whole shebang like that car is gonna be a fast car it's not gonna be the same like oh like oh i lost because i was spinning like nah it's, it's not like we that car is built going to be built for four straight line we going fast so you are so it's a drag build basically still a street car Okay. It's still a street car. I'm gonna still be able to slide it. Like I said, everything I build is mm -hmm. still. I want to be able to. Like, all right, this went fast, but I'm. A, I'm. A, I could take this drifting too. Right. Like I've taken it drifting before. Kicks was in the car when we when I when I messed up my car. <laughs> when he had the R8, I had the SE. We were BSing like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run the R8. He came to a drift event with me. Uh, first lap in, we 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 finished it. I pull into the pits, let the car cool off, and the harness melted. Jeez. It was like a hundred. It was like a hundred and two that day, and I was sitting there letting the car just idle as I'm pulling it up to the line, sitting there probably for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, car wasn't hot, but after that run, boy, it melted all that shit next to the turbo. So we didn't even get to run the R8. Me and Kicks have never got to run anything. I went out there. We were talking about, oh, we gonna run the the BMW versus the truck. Like, all right, cool. I'm like, forget it. And it starts raining. Yeah, as we're as we're out there, bro. I'm, I'm out there. It was raining. I'm like, are you kidding me? So it's like it's never been the perfect moment for us to really race. And then if he came out here with like the BMW, I'm not about the big dog and bully him. Like, oh, he out here with the BMW. Like, let me grab the vet. Like, we you know, we could have, it could have been instance like that, yeah. but it's like, we both good sport, uh, sportsman stores. Like, I don't want to race your slower car. I want to, I want to race your faster car. Right. So I think now a more fair race would be my 350 versus his 350. I think that those, like, my 350 already makes 800 and it's not all the way done. So if, it comes down to where uh, I think his Z probably makes about eight something. Yeah. I know he makes a lot of torque. Um, he don't make LSA torque, but you know, he makes a lot of torque. <laughs> yeah. So that one would be a, a, a better comparison. There's no boost by gear. It comes down to really driver. And mm -hmm. I know he has the better drag set up because I'm stubborn. I'm like, I'm about to put this shit on 19s with a drag radio yeah. versus he's like, all right, I'm doing 17s with a radio. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll, we, we're definitely going to set something up. There was options for us to go to. Uh, this versus that to to do the race like gary gary uh commented i want to say probably like a couple days ago like when you come to this versus that mm -hmm. so there's still access to do it but for us both being like youtube entities it yeah. wouldn't make sense for us to go on another platform and give up our content to do right, the, yeah. to do the run whereas me and him will make a lot more money if we keeping it blunt to like me versus him on our own channels yeah like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you my content when i know this is a you know this is a hitter right here yeah you know, you don't you ain't gonna give out your your best single if you're a rapper. You know, you're like I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna sit on this one. Yep. I'm gonna drop this at the perfect time. But one of these days, me and Kicks uh, for sure gonna get it in. Like neither one of us is scared of the other one. It's just a matter of like, all right, when when are the cars gonna be ready? Who's gonna drive down? You seen that you drove out here? Mm -hmm. That's like a seven hour drive. So yeah. mm -hmm. it was a long drive here. 
in crappy weather. Well, for Ginger. For Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ginger. And my thing is, is like in SoCal, like the police are hella strict. Like it's crazy. So yeah. it's like, I get caught racing over there. It's like, bro, that's a long drive home. That's a seven hour drive home. If I get state ref, they take the car or whatever. I got to take a flight back. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, his car's on E. He ain't gonna, he wouldn't make it all the way out here on, on one on tank. One tank, yeah. So my car's on flex. I could drive out there, mm-hmm. but it's just like, uh, I'm, out, I'm out here. Right. Yeah. Anything happens, I break an axle, I break a diff, I'm, it's over. Yeah. So I'd have right. a trailer out there or he'd have the trailer it, but I don't know. I, the fans want it. I want to make it happen, but it's not like a big priority. At the end of the day, like, you know, we cool. Right. So it's when the opportunity presents itself, then we'll get it, we'll get it cracking, but. It's not like I'm about to drop everything, but like, oh, they want to see me in kicks race. I'm going to go out there. And then race but, them, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the BMW he's doing is, you know, it's turned out to be pretty hot. So, if if I feel like that's a good car and he gets comfortable with it to where he's like, hey, I want to see how this does versus the C6, I will gladly drive this car out there. Because I know, like, this has a built trans, built diff. Like, this ain't breaking. Mm-hmm. I'm not breaking no axle. The 350Z, that thing's, like, questionable. It just makes so much torque and power down low towards, yeah. like, like you, you do a pull, you be like, oh, yeah. like all right, cool. Like all right, no axle broke. This I'm like, I'll send this fully. I have confidence in driving this all the way down there. Did you get any inspiration from his build at all with yours? No, we got completely different. He has a, uh, he's a what you call it, a HR. I had a DE when I was building my 350. He told me he was like, bruh, DE suck. Don't build it. Mm-hmm. My logic was, man, I built nine SRs. I'm gonna figure this shit out. Yeah. You ain't gonna tell me nothing. I'm gonna get it right. Right. <laughs> After the fourth one, I was like, maybe bro was right. I should have just probably did an mm-hmm. HR or something. But I wanted to do a supercharged DE that was gonna make probably like 750 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Because there were only like a few people that were making high horsepower DEs. Yeah. And if we're talking in a realm of 350Zs, the fastest 350Z in the world as far as track time goes is a DE. It's not an HR. Mm-hmm. The fastest one, like all out, is a DE, not an HR. Granted, HRs are stronger, but, you know, if we're going to put out bragging rights out there, you know. <laughs> D's where it's at. <laughs> but HR is definitely the better motor for yeah. sure. Yeah, I was only asking because um, just the way the car set up, not not like motors or anything like that, just like the car itself, chassis. Yeah, his, his, his car is set up to go straight. Yeah. Yeah, he has a he has a lot of grip. I rode in his car. His car is, it's fast. It looks fast. Yeah, yeah his car fast. looks fast it's as a, shit. I want to say he probably for has one car, of the, yeah. until somebody proves us wrong, he has probably the fastest car, like, far as 350s go probably has the fastest 350 like street car and where in california wow damn that i haven't big, I, man i haven't i haven't i haven't seen anybody with a faster a faster z and i don't know anybody with a faster z at the moment uh, do you think that's because it's not really worth putting that kind of the money into it to make it faster like probably that? that too it's probably yeah. better just ls3 swap it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. but nah um i like what he does because he like he stayed true to to that platform and that's his his, his market so yeah. you have like the the 350 kids that that love him. Like yeah. his brand is solid because he's a try hard, you know, HR VQ uh, <laughs> dude and that's you know part of the marketing. That's why his his S15, probably one, like one of my favorite cars from him. That thing sounds clean, but it has a HR in it. I'm like, "Oh, this would have been so much better with a LS or a JZ in it." But, you know, for what he does is like it's a dope build. Yeah. Like I can't take <laughs> nothing from it. Like I really like the car. But I'm just like, "Bro, you really out here with the like, you know, when that's like when you had a girl be like, bro, that, she's a hoe. Like, she let me down. She's a hoe. But all of a sudden, she want to be loyal to you. Like, nah, bro. She going she gonna to do you like that. So yeah. that's my that's my love-hate relationship with the VQs, man. Like, it just, I I put a lot into that relationship, and I didn't get nothing back from it. Yeah. She, you know, the DE divorced me and took half my shit. 
literally <laughs> as you're talking about this and I'm scrolling through the, the questions, you're answering them as I'm like scrolling. It's about time you stop messing with the junk DE motors. That somebody yeah. said. <laughs> I, bro, that's, that's how I got into the LSs. I wouldn't have never, ever, uh, ever, got, ever, ever got into to, uh, a LS if my DE would have been solid. I would have stayed true diehard JDM. Yeah. Because I was like, to me, there's nothing going to be better than a 2J. Like, you can't tell me nothing. To this day, like, a 2J is probably, like, the best shit ever. That you've big power That you've experienced? Or you think in general? In general. Well, like, okay, that's true. You can, we can't even argue that. We can't, yeah, we can't yeah, argue yeah. that. We can't even argue that. When people yeah. be comparing, like, the new BMW motors and stuff like that, it's like, bro, y'all comparing a new motor to a motor that's, like, 25 years old, bro. And it's yeah. still relevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still a relevant motor. Like, so, name something else that's really older than the Jay-Z other than a RB, which is, like, if you got an RB, you're doing it, like, that's fan type shit. You want an RB yeah. because of the Skyline right. name. It's, you're not doing it because it's the, a dope motor. You're doing mm -hmm. it because it sounds good and it's an RB. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But when it comes to, like, sounding good, making powers, like, in that, in that era, what other motors are we talking about? There's no Chevy motor that was good in that era. Like, LS1s are garbage. Like, I, tell, like, I hate LS1s. LS1 and LS2s are a waste of money. If we're talking LS, I'm going telling you, LS3 is the best bang for buck. I'm taking the LS3 over LS7 any day. Why, why are LS1s garbage? They just suck. The casting on the blocks suck. The, they're, they're just weak. But is that like the, the cheapest way to get into the LS platform? Is that why you're, is that no, why you're comparing it? Because when you, when you really break it down and you get an LS, let's say you get an LS1 mm -hmm. and now you want to do heads because the heads suck. You want to do a cam. Let's say you spend five grand or whatever doing, doing the, the basic combo, head cam package, whatever. You make 440 horsepower and that's that's like a gamble sometimes they make like 400 you know like they're lower on the on the uh horsepower number especially if it doesn't have a high compression you may make like 420. Mm -hmm. a bone stock ls3 proven in my boy white aaron's car nothing on it zero not an intake nothing it has a well it has a cold air intake but no intake manifold no heads no nothing it has the swap kit headers the three-inch exhaust that I had gave them, that car made 411 at the floor, bone stock. What I see on LS3s with just stock heads, you throw literally a cam in there. LS3 with a cam, especially a stage three, is going to make anywhere from 470 to 500 wheel. Guaranteed. You throw you throw long tubes and all that in it, you, you'll probably be able to tap over 500. If you do a ported intake, you'll for sure be uh, 500 plus. You do heads on the LS3, you, you can make like 530, 550. Like an LS3 is nothing like, you know how back in the day you get a 240, you'd be like, I'm gonna throw a cold air intake on it. I'm gonna put an exhaust. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh shit, I gained, I gained five horsepower. A LS is like every, like a cam, bro. Like my personal LS3, when I did, I swapped from my three inch exhaust to a dual three inch with an X pipe with the ported intake manifold and throttle body, I picked up 55 wheel. Like hmm. 55 wheel just from two bolt ons. Proven back to back dyno comparisons. So it's like when it comes to making, easy power ls3 is gonna be like all right let me spend an extra three g's over what i would have paid for a ls1 yeah i'm gonna save i'm gonna save on it because now the car with the same mods or less is gonna make double that power or not let's not say double but you know <laughs> a extra 100 over what that would have made yeah. yeah then it's like it just doesn't make sense to do ls1 anymore like i will take an iron block 60 over a ls1 and ls2 any day of the week i'm gonna get an iron block i'm gonna stroke it out to a 408, I'm gonna throw a good set of heads on it, maybe even LS3 heads, LS3 intake manifold, and then I'm gonna tune it. I know that thing's gonna make like 480 all day long, at minimum. You know, if you're if you're pushing it, you do a higher compression, five five plus all day long, naturally aspirated. Now you throw boost at that same uh, that same application, yeah. it's over. 
Now you got a, a minimum of a, like, dude, my C6, we couldn't make anything less than like 680 with the smallest pulley, everything on it. My 350Z with timing all the way taken out made 700. Like that was the least we can get it with the with the 10 pound pulley. We had like 10 degrees of timing in it, dropping fuel pressure, and it was still making 700. Like this car will easily be a, a 900 horsepower car if I wanted to really push it. Yeah. My 350Z has a Texas speed motor, so that thing could easily make 900 plus. It's built to support a thousand plus, but again, a, a thousand horsepower in a 350Z uh, that makes freaking it makes what 750 foot pounds of torque at at idle down there. The moment you touch it, the the torque core goes <laughs> flat. So from 2,000 RPM all the way to 7,000, you have over 750 pounds of torque. Like it feels crazy. Reliable too. Yeah, I dog yeah. it. Only thing you got to worry about on that car is axles. But if you throw that same power in a vet, like vets don't really break shit like that. I broke two two differentials in this car. Then I put a ZR1 diff in here, which has better gearing and everything. And yeah. it's just like, it's solid. The reason why this car hooks up and works on the 20s is because of the gearing. Like people really don't understand, like, why does this car work? Yeah. Like, why why is he racing people on, on drag radios and he's on a 20? So 345, like put at that, you know, it has the, the width. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's capable of putting it down because uh, centrifugals, the power band is linear. Right. It doesn't come on hella hard like an LSA. If this was LS8 or a ZR1, then it would blow the tires off because it makes so much torque down low. Whereas this, you make peak power at peak RPM. So you're not hitting full boost into red line. Right. So the power curve looks like it's a naturally aspirated uh, curve. It just goes on smooth. There's no spikes in the power. That's why with centrifugal cars, it's easier to put the power down. There's right. not a like a brute force of like overwhelming torque all at once like you get with a, a turbo or a root style. Like a turbo, like, all right, lag, 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 hit, tires get blown off. Yeah. Root styles, the moment you touch it, like my 350, bro, it's like, like first, second, third, fourth. If I romp that shit, like, nah, you blowing them off. And that, that car has 305s on it. So I'm getting ready to swap it to a drag radio. But realistically, that car should be on like a like a, a 15 inch conversion if I really want it to work. But you know me being stubborn i'm like bro i'm not taking off these these deep dish works with eight inch lips to go put this ugly ass drag pack on <laughs> and now my car look like a tractor you know that's uh the difference like for me i don't care if i lose a race you yeah. can be faster than me but you know i got this car that I, I i went drifting with my gender reveal revealed my baby in this car sliding it yeah. took it to a show right after took first place in modern day nissan and it's still a car that I could take and drag down a freeway. Like, I want a multi-purpose vehicle. Yeah. Like, the vet, I've took it sliding. I've took it drag racing. Like, there's nothing I wouldn't be like, all right, I'm a, I can't do this in this car. I would take this car autocrossing if I had to. So, I like I like my suspension, everything set up towards, like, all right, it does everything well. Granted, you know, it might not do the best on the drag strip because it doesn't have a tra the traction. Mm -hmm. But if I can't put down a, a 1, 3, 60 foot, all right, cool. If I can put down a, a 2, 1. And I trap at, let's say, 130, 135, 140, whatever it's going to trap at, then cool. I know what the car is capable of doing. If a car traps at 140, I'm like, all right, I know this car is nine seconds capable. So what if I can't put the power down? I know it can do it. Mm. Who am I out here trying to race? Am I out here racing people for money? No. Why does it matter if this car is going to be the fastest thing out here? Yeah. So, you know. So um, with that, like, if you, you know, you're building the car for yourself, this, and you said, you know, if you're not outside racing, there's risks that are involved. And as far as, like, questions that we have from our side, because we look at, you know, the car culture on the West Coast versus the East Coast. Mm -hmm. To us, you know, you were talking about dealing with the law as far as, like, if you're going to go mess with fresh kicks. You know, how does that work? Because for us, we have this, you know, analogy that we think that you can't mod your car in Cali yeah. because it's going to get crushed or this is going to happen. So 
what are like the ramifications? What risks are there before you even make it to, you know, even racing or doing anything? You obviously got to build your car and there's, you know, some steps that can make, you know, I guess bring you trouble. Yeah. And, you know, for us, we don't know what it is. We just have this, we just see videos of cars getting crushed. So how is it that you can, <laughs> you know, work through that? And, and you know, how does that even damage the culture if, if it does in any way? So as far as the car crushing thing, like I've never seen anybody like, get caught doing anything illegal and like are we gonna take the car and crush it i feel like that's more like old school rumor myth type mm -hmm. stuff i mean I know, I know it used to happen back in the day but i've never personally seen it happen like during my era of modern cars or building cars yeah so uh far as that goes like i really feel like it's similar to the east coast like with with the smog laws and stuff like it's it's hard but if you know the right people you can get you know you can get by it gotcha that makes and sense. then what what i did notice too is like the nicer the car is, the less likely you are to get pulled over. Yeah, like if you got a car that has hella different colored panels on it, you know, your, your, <laughs> your car has hella camber, it's dragging and scrubbing, it's hella loud, your straight pipe, then they're gonna be like, I'm about to pull this over. Bro, I got pulled over in my 350. You can look through the hood vents and see the supercharger intake, you know, billet throttle body, everything. I'm like, oh, it's, and it was a motorcycle cop. So I'm like, bro, oh, it is. I'm like, it's ones. over. <laughs> he pulled me over for speed and I'm like, it's over. You know, car's chopping hella hard as I'm pulling off the road. I'm like, it's over. I'm getting reffed. He pulls up, you know, he's like, oh, you're doing 80 or whatever, or 85. I'm like, all right, cool. Come, give him all the information. He comes back. He's like looking at it. I don't know if he thought it was something else, but he was like, what kind of car is this? I'm like, oh, so, you know, it's a Nissan. He was like, okay, you know, here's your ticket. I thought I was reft, but the car, you know, it's all wide body. It's painted. It looks like a nice car. So I feel like that has a, a lot to, to do with it. Like if you're on, that's also on run drag radios. They see you out here, big ass fucking tractor tire on the back of it. They're yeah, gonna be like, hell, yeah. you out here on a bead lock. They're gonna be like, hey, bro, like, mm -hmm. let me holler at you real quick, you right. know? So, like, the vet, I've I've never been pulled over in this. This thing is loud as hell. Like, never been pulled over in it. Well, like, never. You don't wanna jinx it. <laughs> nah, nah I I'm not, see, I'm, I'm not even tripping. Like, for for the vet, they, they rarely get pulled over. Like it's a you know it's that classic American car. Yeah, they expect it to be loud. They expect it to have a certain sound to it. Plus, if if I got my hood popped on this, you know it has everything has carb stickers. Superchargers on vets are carb legal. Okay, that was going to be another question because I know there's a lot of mods that are carb mm -hmm. legal, so that would come into play, I guess. What you know, like you said, so th these things have like a label on each. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a gray area. Okay, mm. so you'd be like, oh yeah, it has a it has a carb sticker on the supercharger, but you know it runs on E85, like. Gotcha. Uh, okay. like it's, it's tuned or whatever. You're like, right. oh, it's, it's ain't got the factory headers or cats or whatever. You know, they're still shit to be like, all right, this piece that you're looking at that you're probably gonna ref me on because you don't know what it is. Like, that got a sticker, bro. Yeah, you can't pull me over. Gotcha. Like, nah. let's say if I get you, I get my hood popped and I got an LS in there, and then they like I've got pulled over my SE, my SE stay ref right now. I did. I, I was on a ride along, and I went first, second, third, fourth, and it was spinning crazy, and I didn't know the police is behind me so he pulls me over he's like uh is there any reason why a car will be breaking traction going down the interstate i'm just like, oh, fuck. like <laughs> it's wet bro like i don't know yeah. you know so he pops the hood he's looking turbo everything there he points out my catch can didn't even hit me for the turbo because technically you can turbo a car it's not illegal but he's seen the the filter on the catch can I was like oh it's vented to atmosphere this is illegal i'm like bro you hit me for a catch can you gotta be kidding me Everything else is on here. You hit me for a catch can. You got this big ass turbo sitting in your face. You hit me for a catch can. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. So if you have a carb sticker, you know, 
even with the LS swap. Like my G35, you see that thing, like they ain't gonna know what that is. Yeah. But I have I have a carb sticker from when it was DE'd. Mm. Like, look, it got headers on here. Like, oh, here go the header stickers from when it was DE'd. Well, what about mm. the intake? Look, it has a quarter intake right here. It's a sticker for it. Like, ain't nothing, ain't nothing special about this. So if they don't know what they're looking at, they ain't gonna. Usually it's the intake and the headers they hit you for. If you got a carb sticker for those, you usually get a, you know, you get away with it. But right. yeah, it is it is a little on, a, on the harder side, but there are smog uh, exempt counties that you can register cars to. But what a lot okay. of people were doing is just registering the car out of state. Gotcha. Like my SEM probably just registered out of state. It's like not, that way I ain't got to deal with it. Yeah. I try to um, stay away from the, like the... Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to add too can much. Get really like controversial with the EPA stuff and yeah, that, legality yeah. terms. <laughs> so that's very political. So I definitely yeah. don't want to you know dive into that. A lot of yeah. shops don't even want to talk about that stuff either um, for certain interviews because it can get very like political. And yeah, and, that, and it's because the, the EPA tries to come down on uh like on, on on shops and stuff. Yeah. So you know it is it is what it is. Like let's say like an old school car like they do a lot of uh, old schools and stuff here yeah like the old schools you can't do nothing about that anything after like 76 or 75 it's like yeah, smug exempt, exempt. Yeah. so you can't really do nothing that's why i got the 64 the gunicorn build that i'm about to be doing i'm doing twin turbos i want them shits out the hood i want the exhaust <laughs> out the hood it's exempt papa yeah i want to do, do i want i want to be so obnoxious towards like i'm pulling you over like oh yeah bro just so you know like my plan is to you know have at least two exempt cars so i want to get like a 240z that i can drop a Jay-Z or something in and mm -hmm. then have the, you know, the old school 6.4, just a yeah. certain markets. Like I always wanted a, a 240Z, but at the same time, it's like I always wanted to do an old school build and, you know, what better than to do it with than like the old school classic 6.4. Yeah. So. How many cars do you have now total? 11 or 12. I'd be losing track. I'm doing, it's hella funny because oh. I'd be having to look at my, um, my Instagram, like little list thing. Yeah. Like on my little, what you call it, a little profile. I'd be like, hold on, how many there. cars? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, so, I think 11 right now. And how much do you think all your cars are worth right now if you were to sell all your cars? How much would you have in equity for cars? I don't know. I couldn't even put it into I couldn't even put it into like a a number. Like it depends on what what things would go for. Like for me, like my 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 vet, I had somebody offer me 46 for this car and I mm -hmm. turned it down cuz it doesn't have, really have a cash value. Mm. I had some old dude like yelling out of a window in a trailer, fucking like a, a a Raptor, him and his wife. How much for the Fox body? I'm like, it's not for sale. It's my first car. She's like, 45. I'm like, no. To get offered 45 for a Fox is crazy. Yeah. I still turned it down. Like you can get a cleaner one, like with a Coyote swap that's supercharged for like, for that price. Yeah. So I was just like, no, like certain things don't really have a, a number for me that I wouldn't sell. Like if I was to sell my C6, what, I, what would I replace it with? for you know just under 50 grand like i wouldn't be able to replace it with nothing that mm -hmm. i wanted yeah so i try not to get rid of things unless i'm like all right i'm lateraling over i'm gonna I'm get rid of this and i'm gonna I'm get something else that's how i came about the viper bro that's that the viper that i bought i seen that thing two times the first time i seen it i was like ooh, supercharged acr it was a gen 2 i'm like mm, like i'm like i could i could get this I'm like, ah, I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'm like, this would be a big ass purchase. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, what if YouTube don't do good? Yeah. It's like a <laughs> couple years prior to now, I'm like, I'm like, eh, I ain't going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then it popped up again. Years later, same fucking car popped up again. My cousin sent it to me like, hey, bro, look at this Viper. I'm like, bro, this is the same one I thought about buying because I wanted to, I wanted to do a, a Viper Gen 2, but I wanted to supercharge it like my C6. Mm -hmm. That way they had similar sounds and everything just supercharged viper supercharged vet like i what, wanted the, the, sound? the duo 
It, has, it sounds like this. It has the same blow-off yeah. combo <laughs> that you're trying to steal. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I had seen it, I passed on it. I was like, oh, I'm like, man, the price is right. It was uh, it was up for 75k. Yeah. And I started looking at just looking at the market. I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, I'm seeing them like similar price, but no supercharger mm -hmm. and non ACRs. So I was like, nah, I'ma wait. I waited probably like a day. And I hit dude, I hit somebody else up actually about a Viper. And it would, and this was what really pissed me off because I hit him up. I was interested in buying it because he had a red and white one for 40. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm about to buy this. I'm like, hey, hit him up. Hey, what's good? Like, I'm interested in your Viper. He left me on scene. I'm like, this nigga probably think I'm like just a nigga just window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, bro, I hit him again. Like, hey, bro, like, I'm really interested. You still got the car? He was like, yeah. I'm like, when can I check it out? Left me on scene. I'm like, fuck this. I hit the other dude up. Mind you, this is at a dealer now. It's like an exotic car dealer. I hit him up. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to come check the car out. When can I come? He was like, oh, what days are you free? Whenever you want. I'm like, I'm going to come. I was like, tomorrow I'm going to come. I was like, I'm going to come check it out tomorrow. And when he responded with just like, you know, we were, we were talking back and forth, telling about the car, sending me extra pictures. I'm like, I'm going to buy it. I made my mind up before I even went to see the car. I'm like, I'm going to buy it. That's why on the, the day I had went to go see the car, yeah. I brought my granny, brought my daughter, up, my BM. Man. We all had went because I was like, in my head, I'm like, I'm buying it. I'm like, this one's just like, it popped up twice. It already has a supercharge and everything that I want. I'm like, this is going to be the one. And on top of that, I'm like, it's an ACR. Uh, that color combo is one of 37. I'm like, I'm getting it. So we went there. Dude was like showing me the car. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. He's like, you want to test drive it? I'm like, I'll drive it. I'll test drive it when I drive it home. He literally was like, just get in the car. He's like, let's just go, let's go for you know a ride around the block that way you can see. Yeah. I rode in the car, but I didn't really care. I was like, I'm already set on buying it. Right. So the next day I had went, cashed them out for the car. They cleaned everything up and I went and picked it up. Damn. So, so. now that we on the topic of the Viper. <laughs> so I had made a comment on one stock, the episode with one stock. Yeah. About Vipers. And it was a kind of like a brief statement, but um I had mentioned that Dodge got the Vipers from got the Viper engines from Lamborghini. It was a truck engine. I didn't say too much. But um <laughs> I wanted you to elaborate on it a bit more because there's a lot more to that story and what I said was very yeah. vague. So since you being a Viper guy, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? All right. So when it came to making the Gen One Vipers Lamborghini at the time was owned by Dodge. They weren't separate entities. They were pretty much, you know, uh, umbrella company. Okay. So when it came time to doing uh, the first Viper, the Viper was on a budget. It wasn't supposed to be like a big manufacturer car. It was kind of like something to, you know, compete with. Uh, that's why the design of the Viper was, you know, with uh, Carol Shelby and yep. all that type stuff. So Dodge didn't want to redo a whole new motor they already had the v10 in their trucks it had already been produced for hella years they wanted to take that motor and just throw it in a in a, in a viper and um what ended up happening was lamborghini's like well if we're gonna do this we need to at least make it an aluminum block and uh i think at the time lamborghini wanted to make it like a quad cam motor like there's no single cam uh, v10s that i know of from lamborghini but you know, here we are with the uh, the, the Viper set up. You know, yeah. it was, you know, it's completely different from the, the Lambo V10, even though Lamborghini uh, helped with the, the the design of the V10 that goes in the Vipers. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like why they have that, 
like i wouldn't say the the gen ones have it but the gen twos kind of sound like lamborghinis because the exhaust goes all the way out the back mm. the the ones that come out the side the side exit exhaust those it's ones a sound a little yeah. they sound a little funky but i think it's because the, the exhaust is kind of short but right. once it runs all the way out the back you have like that that lambo sound because you know they it was an umbrella company under there they did help with the design of it but a lot of people think they outsourced it in lamborghini rebuilt them a whole new motor which wasn't the case they pretty much revised the v10 that dodge already had when they put it into the viper lamborghini definitely helped out a lot with that motor far as making them go aluminum block because it probably would have really would have handled like shit if it was uh iron so yeah i think i read that it was like too much weight for that chassis or something of that nature yeah uh, and it, yeah. it would have upset the weight balance like if you yeah. ever seen a viper has that clamshell style hood yeah when the hood popped even though it's a v10 the v10 sits behind the rear wheels of a viper yeah mm. like it sits super far back like if you look at a viper people are like oh, it's a v10 the car has to be heavy like they weigh just as much as corvettes yeah so one thing that i hate with it is people always will say like oh it's the widow maker like <laughs> vipers are gonna kill you like everybody crashed like when i got in my car people was like bro just be careful i'm like how is it that a car that won championships is a bad handling car like that don't make sense yeah. you know like when you look at the um the newer acrs mm -hmm. to this day like it holds 13 track yeah. records yeah yep. if it was a bad car that car wouldn't hold those records those yep. records would have been beat it wasn't like that car just came out a year ago and it broke the record. Those records still stand. Right. So when it comes to Vipers, not much has really changed with the chassis. The motors are, have gotten bigger. I think at the time, Dodge had the biggest uh, production V8 or uh, V10 or motor in general, like biggest leaders, which was the 80. And I think somebody ended up coming out with something else. And then now the the newer Vipers are you know even bigger than that. So Dodge still has the biggest production uh, leader-wise on motors, but... When it comes to handling, man, like these things handle hella good. Like, yeah. I was worried, like, all right, I'm about to get on. Yeah. First time, I'm about to get on it. This shit's about to get squirrely. Like, with our Triple S, dude, my car doesn't even break traction. And that's with it being supercharged. Yeah. Granted, it ain't like, you know, no Calvo built shit to where yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. out there insane, but, you know, that car actually legitly passes smog. Wow. So, yeah. Like, wow. if I if I really wanted to build something to where I'm like, all right, I want to be the fastest on the street. I would literally just send that thing out to Calvo and be like, all right, here, I need y'all to, you know, do y'all sauce to it. Give me a car that makes 2,200 horsepower. Put us in uh, send out fucking, what you call it in it, uh, sequential. Give me boost by gear with a Motec and all that. And it's like, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Like you, like if, if racing was my main thing that I care about, I would, I would twin turbo the Viper. Right. I'd be done with it. So according to some people, the Viper is like not a good platform. Well, so. shit. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're they're lightweight damn near 50 50 weight balance like yeah. they're good handling cars mm -hmm. so do you feel like vipers are not spoken of in that realm of the gtrs and all these other fast cars you know do you feel like they're not spoke of i think a lot of people can't relate to vipers because they weren't mass produced like that gotcha yeah. when you look at gtrs i'm pretty sure like the first three years of gtrs they made more GTRs in those two years than they did in Vipers from the Gen 1 to a Gen 5. Yeah. So a total production number of Vipers, they're only like 30-something thousand. So there's not a lot of them. Viper, Viper people, like no Viper people. Mm -hmm. Like if you were a kid, there's no way you didn't like, like oh, I like, I like Vipers. <laughs> like at that time, you like, you loved them, right? So yeah. GTRs are a mass-produced car. There's going to be a bigger aftermarket support for it. And more people feel like that's a car that they can acquire. A Viper, a lot of people can't acquire a Viper. Yeah. And a lot of people, if you don't know the, you know, the history of it and you're looking into it, you ain't gonna really look into it. Cause not a lot of people were doing doing YouTube on Vipers or anything like that. Like up until Calvo came back out and started doing the the Viper stuff, when did you really hear people talking about Vipers or really thinking about them? 
Like people, they weren't even a, a, a topic because people were crashing them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a poster card for me when I was little, but other than that. I, I think at most it was like Hennessy stuff or yeah, like Hennessey, that, yeah. that time frame. Yeah. Which is, I, I've wanted a Viper since like, like knee for speed, hot pursuit. Yes, that's, most that's, wanted that's exactly type where I think they had one of them that was like that green or some shit. And I, that's what, I yeah. was like in love with them from then. Yeah, that's how I was like, I'm getting one, I'm getting one. So when the time presented itself, I was like, I got I like this is the one I'm getting it. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a cover car, Hot Pursuit. Yeah, yeah, it was a cover car. But it's yeah. like if like it's it, it goes back to our age and our time. Yeah, like kids these <laughs> days, like if it's like dream cars for these kids are gonna be like, I want a Hellcat. Yes, you know, <laughs> like I want a C7 Vet. Like those yeah. are gonna be dream cars for kids of this era. Yeah. But like our era was like you know it was Vipers it was the Diablos and shit oh like that gosh, like yeah. you know we go we go put our agents with McLaren F1 was another one exactly yeah. like those are like all the cars that I have are cars that are like period correct for like when I wanted cars as a kid yeah so even like now like all right if we're talking about like what's a, a car that you would really want a super is still on my list mm-hmm. but which I feel I, like you kind of you should definitely have one by now but the, so i could i could have bought a super when i bought my viper it was like should i buy the super or should i buy the viper having the se i'm like I already know what i'm gonna be able to do with the, with yeah, the super that's true too. so i'm like or, or having the the se I was, I was already like i know what i can do with a with a super because it's similar to the se mm-hmm. i'm gonna be pretty much having the same car but i'm gonna be paying this the name tax on it sticker yeah so i know a super is gonna be a a, a car that continues to go up in value but do I think a Supra is as iconic as a Gen 2 Viper or any Viper period? No. Like when you when you look into what are you getting for that money, a Viper is a way better car. Like granted the Supra, you are a Satuja, I can make big power out of it. I'm like, okay, I did that with the SE already. Yeah. Like, is that Viper going to depreciate in value? Fuck no. Can I go to, you know, wine tasting with my BM and the Viper and people are going to go crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to, like, if you know what a Viper is, those people are like, oh shit, a Viper. Like, bro, like somebody asked me, like, is this real? Like, I don't think they made like kit car vipers, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no. This it's like such a like a like a f- unforeseen thing for people that like you don't married. you don't really see them. Nah, you don't. Yeah, I, like, I don't see them either. I don't. Like up until me buying mine, I don't think I seen a viper for years, bro. Yeah, years. So like mine, I drive it all the time. I I be driving it in the rain and stuff. Like I don't care. Like you buy you're gonna drive it. That, yeah. And that's my thing. People, like, oh, I say ACR. Like my my car has thirty three thousand miles. I'm like, wait, this car been on on earth for all these years and somebody <laughs> only drove it 30 33,000 miles like okay i already put like what four four thousand miles in that thing damn i'm like i'm about to drive this shit because <laughs> even if i drive it and get it to 50 or sixty thousand miles if i get ready to sell it or whatever people i'm like damn it only has sixty thousand exactly. miles on it. yeah exactly. so i'm like let me get my enjoyment out of this thing before i decide to pawn it off or whatever mm-hmm. but i don't think that'll be a car I, I get rid of like for me in my my car journey i feel like that's the the biggest i've like my biggest purchase based on like what I really, really wanted. Right. Like that was like the dream come true. That's why I took, you know, granny and everybody with me. Cause I was like, damn, this shit really about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like I went from wanting this car, never thinking it was going to happen to here it is right here. I'm like, bruh, like I bought that thing cash. I didn't, I wasn't like, all right, let me, let me get a loan. Like nothing. I wanted the pink slip. Yeah. I'm like, here go, here go your, uh, your cash. Give me my fucking car and send me my pink slip. So 
Like I feel like that. Like I could have got a loan and paid it off slowly, you know. But I was like, I feel like the nah. That I think I feel like that hits better, you know. Yeah. That's your dream car. Boom. Here's here's the bread. I'm out of yep. here. And bro, I went I went there and picked it up in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I went in sweats, little regular hoodie, everything. I was like, I'm pretty sure he was like, oh, this nigga ain't buying nothing. <laughs> but dude, Get you know, us. never never judge me. I've had times where I went to a dealership. Um, I went in to go get it when the Supers first came out. Yeah. I wanted to get one. I was like, I want to go. want to go get a Supra. Went to a Toyota. I went in there, I'm walking around, nobody came to help me. Same thing, I'm in sweats and a hoodie. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around the car, nobody looking. You see this. Like, look up, I'm like. I'm gonna wait for you to leave. So I'm sitting there waiting, I'm like, all right, cool. Bro, I left, I came back with my BM. Me and her walking there, as soon as we walk in, oh, you guys need help? Like, oh, that's funny. After that, I was like, like I didn't even want it no more. Yeah. I think I went back a couple months later, put in my, uh, my allocation for it, and I had a super on weight. But they were like, oh, it's going to be here next month. Like, you can pick whatever color. I did the whole little thing. Oh, man, like, we can't give you this color. Uh, the interior, we can't do that color combo. And I waited, like, three months. I was already like, all right, cool. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Whatever. After the third month, I'm like, bro, just send me my refund. I don't want it. I'm like, I'm cool. Like, if it was up to me, I would have had a, a MK5. I would have had a little Super already. Which which is the BMW, which we can kind of. I don't care. Yeah. It's still a Super to me. Do you ever see yourself getting into a BMW at all? Yeah. <laughs> that was a suspicious yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah I, I, I say that because um man oh it's like sketchy bro but nah i say that because y'all know my boy uh janky works at vargas now he does all their new manufacturing for their turbo kits mm-hmm. and you posted a video on, on going to the to yeah the, controversial you know people were mad about it they were they were mad because of what I said when I said that that uh, they had the fastest G80 in a half mile. Oh, yes. yeah, okay. So. Okay. I mean, until until somebody shows a better time, the G80 record on everything changes. Like I'm not a BMW head, so it's like I don't really care to be in the, the arguments on it. But yeah. you know, when the numbers line up, when it's on draggy and verified through uh, shift sector track time, is like that's the time. Yeah. You know, that's the time. That's yeah. the mile per hour. It's like, y'all can't be mad at me. That's what it is. Until somebody posts a faster time, which I'm pretty sure somebody can and is more than capable of doing, then it's like, you know, then they can't say they have the fastest time. But my boy Janky um, works there at Vargas now, and he's been trying to get me into a G80. They actually said that, you know, since I have the the following, they were like, if you buy a G80, we'll sponsor the full build. Because they know I'm going to be out there pushing the shit. Yeah. Like, if anybody's going to drive it and push it and, and, and make the shop known with a G80, especially out here, and be able to compete and you know have that conversation it would you know it would be me but i'm like "Ah, g80 it's like you know it's like a 70 80 car so i'm like i'm gonna gonna go buy that and then you know have y'all destroy it and take it apart and everything (laughs) (laughs) so i started looking at 70 80 grand i'm like man can i find another viper for this yeah because i really want another viper i want like a gen 3 or a gen 5 Mm. gen 3 gen 4 gen 5 yeah gen 3 if it's a a a coupe like hardtop yeah but prefer gen gen 4 gen 5 because i want to do like a twin turbo build like i want some shit that's like all right like everybody wants to call you out with different cars like all right we're gonna race here you go this is my fastest shit yeah like here we go calvo twin turbo <laughs> viper who wants to race now you know then everybody yeah. gets quiet like when it comes to, to horsepower and everything people want to match you up based on your power like my yeah. biggest my biggest thing is and my problem is i show like my numbers and everything on on youtube Cause I don't care about racing. Like right. if I was secretive enough to be like, I'm trying to race. I want to go get some money. I don't want to lose. I don't want people having an advantage. I wouldn't post the numbers, but I really don't care to a point where it's like people could see the full dyno videos. Like, all right, this made this right here. Like, that's it. This is all it has. You can see the timing, nothing left on the table. Yeah. So when people see like, oh, this car made 820. Hey bro, my bro got a 1100 horsepower C7. He wants to run you like that's stupid, you know? Yeah. 
like how about you go get yo yo car and, and running versus that versus you know calling your boy with triple the horsepower type shit like <laughs> but yeah uh as far as the bmw i'm like i'm considering it definitely considering it getting a, a g80 because of the sponsorship or just to see what you can do with it probably a sponsorship honestly okay. The sponsorship and I think they're they're dope cars. Like after seeing Kix's car, I'm like, ooh, I really like the way this looks. Yeah. Especially how he did all the carbon and stuff. Like after I seen that, I was like, hmm, like maybe I could get into like a BMW. And he's had like success with him. Like he went from yeah. full Nissan to where now I think this is his third BMW that he's, you know, uh acquired and he seems to be loving it. So I've never had a newer BMW to where I can be like, all right, I tried this and I like it. I, I had, you know, two E thirties and that was the extent of that. But far as like when i rode in the uh, the g80 i was like i think what was it f something the other the, one f80 f80 mm -hmm. yeah. i rode in the f80 it was fun but he was like i'll oh, get a g80 yeah so i rode in the f80 i really liked the way it looked and everything but i guess the g80 is better like i don't i don't know bmw lingo too much but it's I'm a like, newer it's a newer platform um here is all all-wheel drive and all that shit i think yeah, the f80 that, we rode the biggest in, thing too yeah like even the f80 that thing was all-wheel drive and we were trying to race that c7 it was like breaking traction like i felt it break loose and i was like like oh shit's getting squiggly and then he was like oh yeah it's all four wheels i'm like wait this ain't real wheel drive like oh that's kind of sketchy all wheel drive pulling like that I'm like, i don't like what that feels but i don't know we'll we'll see i'm like more in tune with like you know like uh like the dodge chevy older mustangs like i feel like if something i've been really looking at is the gt500 like 2020 okay okay so, now we're talking yeah, I actually, man, this is a story behind it. Uh, I don't think I've ever even, I haven't even said anything about it. But one of my, uh, one of my friends that has a, a GT500, people are familiar with him on my channel. Uh, the way we met was I raced him with my SE. Mm -hmm. So, funny story is, I'm in, I'm in my SE. I see this black dude driving down the freeway. He's with his, uh, his wife or whatever. Black dude with an Asian chick, and he has a GT500. This is when they first came out. I didn't know what it was. I'm thinking like, oh, it's a new Mustang with a kid on it. Like, it looks yeah. pretty sick. So I think I was on my, my low boost map and I tried to run him and he pulled off on me like crazy. And I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck is this? So now I'm like, hold on, bro, I'm yelling at the window. Hold on, one more. I'm like trying to trying to tap on the screen, you know, putting my shit on the high map. I'm like, I'm about to walk this whole dude. Like, I had this black dude in a, in a Mustang thing. He about to walk me. So we, 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 uh, we're lining up now. I'm on high boost. I'm trying to get him the stage. I'm brake boosting. He's taking so long to get ready to where I'm brake boosting, but my car is building so much boost, it starts doing a rolling burnout. So now I'm like lurching forward. I'm like, bro, like we got to do this faster. So now we finally get staged. We run like it's super close. I'm letting off because we're running into traffic, but I post a video on it. Like people seeing the, you know, seeing what happened. They're like, oh shit, like, bro, that's a GT500. I'm like, oh shit, like, so I start looking. I'm like, damn, they make 770. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit, they're DCT. Like, okay, no wonder this car was so fast. Yeah. So I'm on 19s too. I'm on, you know, my nigga shit. I got big wheels, you know, trying to trying to make it work. So I'm spinning. And I ended up, uh, I guess people were tagging him and hitting him up like, oh, bro, you race Mike Mike. Like he, OG, he wasn't into social media, didn't yeah. know nothing about it. So me and him get in contact. We're chopping it up. And um, I tell him like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to get a rematch. So like, let's get a good run in. That way we got room and everything. And now I'm like, I'm not losing. I go take the 18s or I take the 19s off. I throw 18s on. I put the R8s on. You know, I run it at like an 860 map because I know it, it hooks up at that power yeah. level. Now we go to run and I'm like, I'm pulling this thing. So now I'm like feeling like big dog. Like, oh, baby. Like at the time, there weren't really no GT500 videos. So yeah. having the video where the SE smoking a GT500 when they were brand new was like, 
oh shit like nobody has these cars yeah. so i got the you know the chance to, to race one and put it on video and me and him uh end up becoming like cool we, we would chop it up all the time becoming one of my good friends and i want to say a uh, couple couple like a month or two or two months ago or so he hits me uh saying he has cancer so i'm like you know like bullshit like i'm thinking he planned he like no nah, for real bro it's like i really got cancer or whatever and he's like i want you to uh he's like i want you to uh, take the gt500 so he wanted me to uh, to take over his his gt500 i think he only owed like what was it like thirty five thousand or something at the time on it so um you know we've been talking he he wants me to uh he's like you know i still want you to get to get it so you know i'm like it's cool because it's like i met him through that car and it's definitely a car that I was like, I would want a GT500. So for him to be like, you know, I want you to take the GT500, whatever, uh, if something was to happen. So I'm like, like, damn, like, all right, I, I might have a GT500, but it's like the way it's been acquired kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, I don't know. I'm still still trying to figure out how we're going to go about it. Like, you know, he doesn't care about the money. He's like, nah, I don't care. Like, I want you to take it. But I'm also like, nigga, sell that shit. You know, put the money away for your kids. Like, how do I justify, you know, you, you letting me get hundred thousand dollar car for for 35k or just you know not even making no money off of it i'm just paying yeah. it off he right. wants me to pay off the remaining balance and take the car so i'm like yeah that's a sticky one it is you know like that my inner car dude is like oh shit parking a gt500 next to a viper like <laughs> yeah. bruh goals but other parts like you know bruh got kids so it's like you know that's one of my one of my niggas and i'm like you know if anybody was to get the car i would i would definitely want it because mm -hmm. now I'm going, you know, I'm going to turn this thing up to where it's like, it's going to be a, a, a four digit car. Right. I'm going to do the stuff that he wanted to do to it. I'm going to make this probably like my, my second fastest car, if not my fastest car next to my SE. And it would be a car that I would be married to. You know, it's yeah. like this car, I'm stuck with this car for life just by the way I acquired it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, the GT500 for me is like a, a sticky one. I, I really, really want one. I, I considered buying one when I, I got the Viper, but you know, I'm a I'm a wait and see how everything plays out. See what he wants to do. Uh, if he's set on me taking it, then you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get it. But if it's something to where, you know, something something changes, I'd rather him you know sell it, make money, put the money away towards kids, towards the family. Like I don't know how would, you know, how would I make that situation better? Do I buy the car, you know, later put start a trust or something for his kids? You know, yeah. like I don't I don't know how to where I don't I wouldn't feel like a a shithead you know doing yeah. it so. I feel like it's kind of hard for you to even be like thinking about all that, you know, because the time's not it, it there. Is, you, know? you know, you don't want to think that far. No, it is. It is like, like damn, my my boy about to die of cancer. He wants me to take the car. I met him through through the race with that yeah. car. That's his baby. Like that's his like favorite car out of the Hellcats, whatever. That's his favorite one. If he got rid of everything, he'd be keeping that car. Yeah. Out of his brothers, families, whoever is like, he wants me to take it. Yeah, that's big. So it's you know it's that's a, big. it's a, like a like fuck like this sucks, but it sucks, but it's dope, but. It's like I like it, but I don't like it. So it's like it's hard to be emotional or happy about it when the circumstances suck. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I haven't even talked to him about it uh, or anything. Like he wanted me to take the the GT five hundred before I went and got the Viper. I went and bought the Viper, and then I was like, you know, sleep on it and think about it. I could have went and picked that car up. Yeah. But I was like, I'm I'm gonna get the Viper. You you really think about this, you know? It's like you know, and what if you what if shit changes and you know you don't die from cancer? What if you beat the shit? Yeah. Now I got your car and I ain't gonna give it back to you. Yeah, you no, know, like I'm keeping it. It's mine now. Nah, but I don't know. It's it's a weird uh weird little thing. So right now he's doing cool. He's still you know kicking. So it's just wish really just best. planning and waiting. Yeah, yeah wish wish him the best. Hopefully, um, 
you know, this, the best could come out of the situation. For sure. So to speak, you know. It yeah, is. I'd rather I'd rather him, you know, be around any day. Fuck, like, fuck yeah. the car. Yeah. You know, I'll take my boy over a car any day of the week. I've we've we've seen and heard the stories of uh, oh, Boxer Mike. Uh. <laughs> Boxer Mike. Now I have seen you. You, you had an episode where you were um, boxing like your fans, but that's like later on. There's been a ton of stories, a bunch of information being spewed out there of you uh, <laughs> partaking in some hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. so to speak. Is there anything anything of that that you can speak on or touch base on before we bring the gloves out? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's get, let's get the gloves off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's true. So a lot of the stuff I used to post on uh, YouTube, my girl's old account. Mm-hmm. So like prior to you know, well, even times where I would be into cars, you know, uh, shop owners having to go there and throw hands with you know with, with shop owners and stuff. Yeah. But you know, since then, um, what I ended up doing was I ended up deleting a lot of stuff. You know, I had to clean up the image. Yeah. Yep. You know, you want to be, when it comes to like branding, you want to be an asset, not a liability. Right. So when people were looking at it, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have people looking at me as like, I oh, look at this ghetto ass nigga from Oakland doing typical ass nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it came down to really that. Like granted, you know, the, if it was for the views and stuff, I just go around just beating up people. Like fight videos do way better than car content any day of the week. Like people <laughs> love seeing it. Like, you know. <laughs> But when it came to like trying to network, I didn't want somebody to be able to be like, oh look, like, hey, like I'm trying to like, what's up? You know, y'all trying to be a part of this build? Ah, nah, bro. We see how uh, you, you be out here fighting, fighting yeah. people at shops, so we, we can't be a part of that. Same with the street drifting. That's why I don't really do street drifting no more. Mm. I don't I don't do street drifting just because of the liability of the the branding behind it. Right. Especially like being big now, like I have CHP officers that pull me over and be like, hey, like I know you slow down though. Like the vet, I got pulled over in a vet, like doing a hunt or something. Dude pulled up, pulled me off the road. He called me like by name, like Mike, Mike, come here. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy I'm about to get yeah. Billy clubbed. It's over. <laughs> he was like, he's like, what you doing doing a hunt or something? I'm like, oh, my, I was just merging on the freeway. He was like, I watch your YouTube. She's like, just slow down a little bit. No, no nothing, no ticket, nothing. Yeah. So they watching. Yeah. They definitely watching. Like they know who I am. They they're watching. So I don't want to give him a reason to be like, all right, we about yeah. to go. I don't want like we about to go get this nigga. Like let's go round him up. We, we he's done. Yeah. So I kind of cleaned it up. Um, I even had like to this day one of my one of my main sponsors who was uh who were like a part of my my builds when we had a drift team. The dude who was running the drift team, I was like on on somebody else's team. One of my boy Lexus, and we were you know a part of that team, and he was reaching out to a company for sponsorships. And wanted to get a uh, wanted to get them on board for the team, and they were literally like, "We'll sponsor the team, but we can't have him on there. Like he be, wow. he be doing too much. Like literally, yeah. like nah, we can't we can't have him representing the company." Now, that same company is one of my like major brands, but it was like after I you know I cleaned up everything. Plus, I guess nowadays is like the image is like yeah, it's important depending on how the, how the corporation is, but yeah. if the views. And the foot traffic is there. It's kind of like, all right, we gonna we gonna still jump on board. Yeah, right. But yeah, as far as the the the, the fighting videos and stuff go, yeah, it was. <laughs> like back then, it was time. different. It was yeah. it was different though. Like when you like when I first got into YouTube, when I wasn't really doing car stuff. Yeah. And I was getting into drifting. You know, it this wasn't a black sport. Let's keep it a hundred. Like it wasn't a black sport. Here I am, black nigga in a three hundred ZX and a and a and a two forty. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it, it was different. So when 
you had people that would be saying stuff like i know what trolling was like people like oh bro like i'll do this i'll do that to you watching i see you you know we come from the like really the the hood it was like oh those those threats meant something right so we come from a time where it's like all right i don't like you you don't like me let's go to the park we go we're gonna throw hands so when you see people online saying i'm gonna do this when i see you at the track you're like all right bet when i see you i'm pressing the issue yeah so you know the the video that somewhere on facebook i ain't gonna you know point no direction to it, but it, it is on facebook it's i can type in i can type in the keywords and find that video still like me stomping stomping dude's car out after beating him up in front of this girl okay uh, it was it was a meme bro it was a yeah. meme like when i when i jumped up to stomp her exhaust like people were screenshotting it and they were putting like a roach underneath it like i was stomping a roach i was doing a kickflip on a skateboard it was crazy <laughs> we sparking this off again <laughs> yeah right it was yeah. it was crazy but yeah since then i ain't like now i got i got i got a lot more to lose now right you right. know i'm not like a i'm not like a little kid that you know that's working at at a, a ross or whatever now yeah. you know mm-hmm. like i actually got a, i got a brand you know i got i got assets so now you know the the consequences could be a lot different I can go out and, you know, put hands on somebody that was just talking and then what, you know, get into some some legal actions and have troubles and, yeah. and, and you know, lose a few things and have to, you know, try to recuperate from it. So now understanding what, what trolling is, it's kind of like, all right, whatever. Like yeah. when people say stuff, I'd be like, all right, I ain't tripping. Right. Like, you ain't you talking, but, you know, what your cars look like. Let me see your cars. Yeah. You know, where you live at? You got a house? Like, all right. <laughs> if you ain't you. One thing is you never really see people that are doing a lot better than you talking about you. Cause they don't got time to be on the internet, you know, knowing what everybody oh, else got that, going yeah. on. That's true. So I feel like if somebody's going through, like, mind you, these are people that you don't you don't know about. Yeah. You know, I don't know you exist, nothing, but you you going out your way to talk shit and and troll, but it's like I don't know you, bro. You right. watching me? I'm not watching you. I didn't know you existed until I read that comment. Right. But thank you for the view now, because now your your comment is adding to that revenue and it's adding to that view. So I'm gonna get paid for that comment and I'm not gonna take it that serious no more. Right. You know, I'm not gonna let nobody trick me out of position to where I do some dumb shit and and now I'm, you know, I'm messing mess time it. with my daughter yeah, or you whatever. Mess your whole situation up. Yeah, I can't I got you know, I got a mortgage now. Before I was living at a granny house helping her with rent, whereas now, you know, I got my own my own shit that I gotta be worried about and it's up to me to make sure those bills and everything get handled. Are you hundred percent full time? I've been I've been hundred percent full time on YouTube since twenty twenty. So I started my YouTube in 2016 and I was posting, I say 2018 is when I really kind of started posting like little stuff here and there. Yeah. But I was uh, doing security at Walmart. I was working there and um, I was still doing YouTube and I started kind of seeing like certain months. I'm like, man, my YouTube check looking better than my Walmart check. And I'm here 40 hours. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm posting three videos a week or two videos. I'm like, hmm. So I started looking at that. Now I'm getting to the mindset where I'm like, all right, channel's growing. And I didn't know anything about monetization until like uh, uh, like 30K. Yeah. Like people were like, monetize your videos. I'm like, hell no, nah, because I can't cuss if I monetize the videos. Yeah. Like they're going to they gonna try to water me down. I'm like, I ain't selling out. I ain't doing it. And then when I finally did it and I got my first YouTube, uh, YouTube check, I was like, hmm, this is pretty pretty good. So now I'm at, at Walmart. Checks are coming in. I'm also working at, you know, the Walmart checks and the YouTube checks. Now I got all my Walmart stuff going through just like i'm maxing out full 401k whatever and i'm here now because I'm, I'm the benefits yeah but i'm at the job they like oh we need you to help with restocking or no not restocking we need you to help with inventory I'm like oh, fuck inventory bro i don't need this job yeah. neither of you i could be doing youtube right you know so i'm looking at now i don't want to work i don't want to work here no more i'm like man this is i could be out here doing this so a situation that happened where which was the this was the uh, the tipping point right here 
I was uh, working at Walmart. Situation happened where this, this guy came in Walmart. Whatever was going on, uh, police was called and dude was shot. I'm not gonna jump too much to the topic, but dude was shot. We ain't gonna say who's at fault or whatever. Dude gets shot, and I'm right behind the officer when this happens. So now I'm like whole witness to it. This is during a time where you know Black Lives Matter and all that shit was coming up. You had um, issues with police and just the community was was bad. You know, the relationship between officers and, and people were bad. And during that time, um, mind you, I had I had a cousin that had got killed by a CHP. He wow. was sleeping in his car and got shot. Uh, cousin name was Damari. If y'all want to look into that, y'all can see it. Sleeping in the car. So there was already a riot behind that. They settled the lawsuit, cash money out or whatever. So here I am now. I'm directly behind, you know, some shit. And this goes down. And I'm already, you know, as soon as I as soon as I leave work, we have to go to the police station, do all this stuff on what happened, because we, you know, we, we're pulling up the cameras. So a video drops. Obviously, people see me in the background, and everybody's like tagging me, sending me in the video, and I'm not saying nothing. So I finally reshare the video and I make a statement, and I basically was like, you know, I know how people are gonna feel about this. I know how it's gonna be projected as. I'm like, but I want y'all to know this ain't one of those situations where it's like y'all gonna think it's you know brutality and i gave yeah. the context on what happened and i was like you know i know the relationship between you know the black uh black community right now and officers and you know this situation ain't that yeah. you know i'm not going to justify anything i think the situation could have been handled a little different on you know on both on both parties but in a situation like that when when you you know you're is one officer there one person one dude has a bat one dude has a gun you know, you you bring your weapon to the to the fight, and you know if you didn't pick the right weapon, you lost, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, so when that when that all goes down, after I release a statement, you know, they uh, I go on like a leave. I go on like what was it? Probably like two two weeks or whatever, or yeah, two or one week or two weeks, whatever it was. And during that time, I'm posting more YouTube videos. And when I'm posting more YouTube videos, now I'm like this two weeks consistent YouTube because now I'm like I'm I'm just trying to. You know, I'm at the post or whatever. I'm like, I ain't got to go to work. Mm. And then my YouTube revenue doubles. I double what I was making at Walmart on top of it doubled what I had already made that previous month. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I really, really don't need this job. So I go, I go back and then I get called to the office. They're like, oh, you know, um, we just want to let you know that we're going to be letting you go because you released information on the ongoing investigation. I'm like, I didn't release shit. Yeah. You know, the it's public information on what's going on out there. All I did was reshare the video that somebody else had to reshared and I got let go for it, which was like, all right, whatever, cool. I'm already like, all right, this is the push I needed. Mm -hmm. So I tell myself, I'm like, I'm gonna give myself, I was like four, I said three or four months. It's like three or four months of just doing nothing but YouTube and I wanna see if I can really do this. I'm a, I'm a bank on myself here. I'm not gonna go apply and get another job. I'm gonna really try this and see what happens. And my first full month of like consistently doing YouTube, it was like I quadrupled my my Walmart pay. Like my first YouTube check, like a full consistent, I think it was like 13K. Damn. It was like 13.5. And I was like, when I seen that, like I can show you my analytics, bro. From 2016 to 2020, my analytics are like this. 2020, that shit goes boof. Hmm. And it stays up. So after that, I was like, you know, I left Walmart in april april yeah. of 2020 and by december i was buying my house wow yeah so what? i went from i went from just having the 300 zx that i was building the 350z 
and my SC300 to when I bought my house, I bought my my FD because I was like that was like dream car number uh number three. Mm-hmm. I was like I'm buying I'm buying FD I'm buying you know I'm buying another dream car I'm parking the shit in my 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 first house bought my house and my FD at the exact same time, and then um after that I was always worried like damn like I didn't go get a big ass house and I was like I don't know how this is gonna work where the numbers drop off yeah I'm like I want to see what's gonna happen but you know since 2020 until now it's like we've grown everything's been consistent like. You know, I still have, I feel like a lot of people that view are like constant, like the same viewers. Like when I look at my analytics, it's like, it'll say like 75% people are subscribed that are viewing and then it'll be like 20% new viewers. Like we don't have a lot of new viewer traffic, but mm. like my, my OGs are like there, Yeah, you yeah. know, they're like, they're like, Hey, it's practice day, bro. We in there. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. But always in the back of your head when you're doing YouTube is always like that. Like that. What if this shit, like if my account get deleted? Yeah. What yeah. if, you know, what if people stop watching? What if whatever happened, you start thinking about everything. What if they stop paying people on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. So you you always have that. But I feel like when you start thinking like that, like thinking the negatives, it's just like kind of just slows you down. Yeah. Because every since then, like every year I'd be like, oh, man, this might be the year. And I've made more every single year after that than I did the previous years, which is like kind of like mind blowing when you think about it. Because you're yeah. like, damn, like this is like, you know, we three years in, like not going back to work for somebody else. And like we still here still growing everybody was saying after i had my daughter like oh bro you gotta have to get rid of all your cars you know uh it's, it's over and here i am you know I, I i go pick up the i pick up the candy red mustang that i just finished i picked that up in december my daughter was born january 30th i want to say a little bit after that i go buy the four-door g35 mm-hmm. the one i have the lsn now i go buy the the, the family car from our girl that drive around with my daughter and then I go pop up and I go buy the Viper cash. So it was like when people were like, oh, you going to like, it's a mindset thing. Yeah. When people say like, you can't do this, you ain't going to be able to do it. Watch, watch what's going to happen. Yeah. In my eyes, I'm like, I'm not going to let it happen. I'm about to show y'all. Like you niggas are wrong. just lazy and don't really want to want to work and grind towards it. You think a kid's going to slow you down? Yeah. Like if I want, like my daughter was an accident. I wanted my baby, you know? So it's like, I'm not going to let her slow me down. I'm not going to put her, her well-being at, at risk because, you know, she's here now. But if, if the YouTube and the cars and stuff are what's fun in this lifestyle and making sure she's good, like why is that gonna slow down? Yeah, like it's just it doesn't work, it doesn't work and that I way. If anything, anything I'm about go, to work harder. Yeah, you're gonna go harder. Facts. You that. So you know you can't have that that lazy mentality of like oh man I got a baby like got to get rid of everything like nah I bought more <laughs> shit when I had my daughter just to show them like brother that that baby didn't slow down nothing I'm more motivated now like in my my YouTube journey you can look at my videos I haven't done one branded ad video none i get contacted for brand ad videos and that's probably where i i kind of mess up at i can have you know more streams of income coming yeah. through but i feel like that's like the the sellout option i don't want to be the dude that's like hey man before the video starts hey i just want to <laughs> let you guys know that this video is sponsored by blah 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 here i am with a head full of hair and i'm advertising hair loss products to you like <laughs> you know I, I can't i can't do that mm-hmm. so it's like if i can't if it's not something that i'm rocking with personally like I don't want to advertise it to 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 my supporters and turn them into consumers. Right. Mm-hmm. I just don't look at the the support that way mm-hmm. because if it wasn't for that support system and me being able to to pull Granny and everybody out the hood based on you know people watching these videos, then you know my my living situation would be different. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be like all right, man. I got all these people like, hey, I got consumers for y'all. Like, let's market this to them. Like, no, nah, I don't want right. to. No, I don't want to do that. Like, I've had one company offer five thousand dollars for. A one a one minute thirty second ad. I turned it down, bro. I've turned down so many like sponsored ads for like three bands. Like the, the smallest was three bands. 
three bands for a one minute and 30 second ad bro i could have made money off of but my inner my inner yeah. like pride is like nah i'm not going i'm not right. going to market this shit to my people like that cuz you know if they you know they get weary or be like oh this nigga just doing hella ads now he's selling out like yeah. you know if i lose them then what i lose my support system then you know all the shit goes downhill right so it's you know like granted i have you know different streams of of income now like far as like marketing and what i do outside of it but you know it's still like my my main focus is youtube right like i don't i don't go like i'm about to do merch now i'm I'm gonna sell merch i do it here and there rarely just limited merch drops but i don't really do a lot of merch like i don't want to take away any time from the the content yeah if the content is how i started i'm about to make that my main priority Mm -hmm. so i keep focused on the on the youtube aspect of it you only have so much time in a day to do shit so i mean if you're doing content and editing filming all your stuff Mm -hmm. it's like to do merch you could hire somebody i'm sure but you know it seems like you want to keep it genuine dude even merch i used to draw I used to like I used to like how much I used to draw is insane. Yeah. I used to have art books. Uh, I had a thing for what was it? Um, the Academy of Arts in San Francisco. I was gonna go there to go to school. Like I met this dude on uh, that worked at Pixar. I was sitting on the bus drawing as a kid. Wow. Like <laughs> they like I had a full full ride to go there and draw. It was just like for me building cars just changed the just changed. Like it's it's a different platform. Yeah. Like instead of the canvas being a blank piece of paper, now it's a blank car. Mm. so like if you look at my 350 it's like it's one of one there's not another 350 that looks like mine and even if i do some off the shelf shit like my c6 is off the shelf you ain't gonna see, really see another one like it yeah. like it's gonna be different from everybody else's whether we have the same stuff or not i'm gonna still add those changes to it so for me um i like the artistic uh, art aspect of the building like the creativeness like if i'm yeah. not building a car like my mind works hella weird like i, I get like anxiety because i'm not doing something yeah like if i have too many cars like all right this is almost done it's like right, i gotta get another car i gotta finish something i gotta start something new mm-hmm. so yeah it's not the project yeah. you know your art like you said your artistic side is just wants wants to change something so you can't have nothing stock then no <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't own no stock cars the g35 is my stockish car and granted we we did that purposely right like it's clean on the outside when you look at it it just has like basic low arrow uh, additions to it mm-hmm. interior is fully stock but it has a you know a built ls3 in it it's a car that's gonna make 500 horsepower na it's quiet i just put the cutouts and stuff on it but i built that car for my daughter so when i want to go to a meet or or whatever i could throw her in there with her car seat it's gonna be gotcha. quiet it's not gonna smell like e85 or anything mm-hmm. we just you know get it and go but it'll still be able to hold its own when people look at it and be like oh damn that's a dope car so instead of focusing on the the super dramatic aspect of making the car look good we did that by accentuating the factory looking stuff right like the ls3 in there looks stock the ls3 uses like um the factory ac off of the 350z the factory all center off the 350z and the power steering off the 350z mm-hmm. they make an accessory drive to make it work so when you look at it you be like all right the reservoirs and everything from the factory z is in here but you know um it you, you you'll see it and they'd be like, damn, everything factory works with LS3. Yeah. Not many people were doing it. It's like people were like, all right, we did the LS3 swap, but damn, we ain't got no AC. Yeah. Here don't work. All the all the all the lights are on the dash, you know. So we wanted to make it just a super clean build. But then everything else is like outrageous. Like this thing's sick. The freaking <laughs> 350, my uh Mustang, which is probably like like one of my favorite top five cars, because I have granted, I have I have three of them, but my first one I didn't chop up because it was the 25th year anniversary. But my second one I got, I ended up making all wide and doing everything I was gonna do to the first one to that one. And then when they see it now, it's like, okay, that was my original vision for it. I just want to chop up the classic and have you know all the four niggas hating me for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
Uh, can you talk about this Twinkie situation? <laughs> um, <laughs> he says, um, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of controversy around that. And yeah. How it's affected how you build your cars and so on or your builds sure. on YouTube. So um, can you kind of elaborate on that situation? So Twinkie, 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 Twinkie. Ugh. So Twinkie was my old, my old painter. And um, pfft, he just did a, did a terrible job on it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not even not, not necessarily just him. I feel like that's just a body shop thing in general with body shops. It's hard to find good body shops that do legit work. My painter now, like, thank God he's legit. We're already, he repainted my, my vet front end. Yeah. Uh, repainted my truck front end. He has my FD right now. He has my SC300 and my Fox body at his shop right now. So he has three of my cars currently. He's painted, uh, shit, my green one. So we're, me and him are tapped in. I'm like, all right, cool. Finally got somebody that's like good. But yeah, Twinkie, Twinkie sucked. Twinkie was just <laughs> shitty painter, was lying about a lot of stuff. Um, and it just came out bad. But shit, I don't even honestly, I don't even think Twinkie is as bad as the the lasso who did my 350Z. Mm. I think Twinkie had the right concept down. He just didn't have the prep work. Which is probably the most important part when it comes yeah. to painting. Like yeah. Twinkie used a lot of a lot of bondo, but goddamn, the dude who did my 350, boy, if he was making he can make Greek uh Greek sculptures out of that bondo shit. <laughs> like he was a sculptor for real. Like that car was bad, bro. Like my 350, we got that all has to get ripped off. Like I hate what? that. I love that car, but I hate it because that when it comes to that car, me and KBD did like a collab. So that body kit we designed, the wide body, like everything got shaped in. Like I told him, you know, I wanted everything. So it was supposed to be like this grand fucking, you know, unveiling of the kit. To this day, the front bumper has never been made. Huh. I made the had had made the front bumper. And it was supposed to go into production with KBD, but after the the body started chipping, like it was, it was a whole little thing behind that that 350 to where, damn, like I hate it. Like I have so much so many trust issues with with painters and stuff. Like I yeah. picked up my I went and picked up my uh, 300ZX. Twinkie would probably would have been the last pe- uh, person I beat up on camera. <laughs> yeah, it was like bad like that. <laughs> you said he would have been. Yeah, like it got it got bro. That situation got sticky. So I went and picked up my car, and we already had already had words, and he had already been like kind of hitting tour stuff saying stuff online like oh, i ain't scared of him blah 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 so my mindset i'm like bro you ain't got to be scared of me to get these hands put on you so when i went there to pick up my car i have my my little homie with me i'm like load the car up once the car was on the trailer i was like so what's up bro like like you want to you want to go toes right now ain't no cameras out nothing i'm like because you being real disrespectful online like what's the word i'm like and then he was uh you know he flipped it it went from like oh it's whatever to man bro like i'm so sorry i messed up like i don't, I don't want to fight you bro like I know I fucked up. It, you know, it was on me. So if somebody's pleading, I'm not about to, you know, yeah. I'm not going to be a bully and be like, nah, I'm about to beat you up just because, you know, you messed up my car. If you're willing to say sorry and you admit it that you want to fight, cool. I'm going I'm to I'm fall back. That's like, whatever. I let it go. And then something had happened where I had posted something about the car or something. And then he posted that he was at the gun range or something. He posted a picture of a gun. Uh, and that, that, that triggered me. Like, it, it triggered me like crazy. I'm like, oh, like, that's what we doing. So I ended up, I ended up popping up at a shop, like taking pictures in front of a shop. Like, like where you at, bro? Like, come out. And I guess the, it became something to where I guess his dad was there. He was scared for his dad' life. It got to to be a bad situation. I'm like, bro, don't threaten me talking about you got a, you got a gun because I want to see if you can use that motherfucker at this point. Like it was, it was a bad situation. He, he understood the severity of it and he made sure he got in contact with me 
to be like, no, man, I, I didn't even know you. Somebody had sent that to you, had nothing to do with you. I was just at the shooting range, and now I'm at a baseball game. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he went public with it. He was like, I had him blocked. But he was on, he was posting a story like, can somebody please send him this? Like, you know, like, it's it's not that. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, here I am on live telling you, like, what's going on? Here's a story. Like, please somebody tag him, screen record it, send it. It was it was a situation because, like, I've I been shot before. I got shot. So I got shot. Uh, I got shot five times. So what, when a nigga says, when a nigga go, I was like, I had just turned 18. Damn. So, yeah. Does, does people, do people know this? They they know of it, but I ain't never talked about it oh, too much. Damn, ah. bro. <laughs> when I when I see that, I'm thinking like, oh, like oh, this nigga think it's a game. Like now we own him. Yeah. So you know, since then I let I let that be right. my my last painter. I troll him a lot because you know every time I see a new crack on a three fifty Z, I'm like, oh, here we go. I made shirts. That I did merch on. Mm-hmm. I made shirts. I did Bondo Bandit shirts. The picture of him <laughs> in like a Waldo Waldo outfit with fucking uh, spatulas. With hella bondo dripping over the 350Z. Let's that's just fun, say I made my fun, money back. The money funny, I paid man. him for that paint job, <laughs> I made my money back in that merch. But you pretty you pretty much, you know, <laughs> you're done with that. So <laughs> I didn't even know about that. It's the, been addressed. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty serious situation. But um yeah, I mean I'm glad you came out of that and kind of um, mm-hmm. you know, found somebody that you can trust. Facts. You know? I mean, first off, just from you mentioning what you said about yourself when you was eighteen, you know, we we're happy you're here, you know, that you pulled through th- through mm-hmm. something like that. You know, that's obviously ramifications of your environment as well i'm gonna assume yeah you know, however you know what's going on but um i saw that you you know you ride ride as well or you were riding as well yeah i used to um was that community or or the bike thing was that something that you like to do as far as like racing or do you feel like the cars just hit hit different or were faster in that kind of sense yeah i got man i got into the bicycles of my boy lex my boy lex is like heavy into bikes and you know rough rider stuff and he got me into bikes. It wasn't a, a long period of time that I had got into them. Like I had, I got a bike and I had built, I built my bike probably in like a month. Like just went from a stock bike, a stock 750 to like tuned with all, like all the cool shits where it looked good. Like yeah. I did that and I was riding it. I'm like, all right, this is cool. But I had like cars that were faster. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like when I raced the GT 500, I had him on my bike. He was riding my bike, getting the footage. And it was like the bike couldn't keep up with the SE. Yeah. So it was like, all right, I'm, it's kind of more sketchy on two wheels and, you know, you, you fuck up on here, you done. Whereas the car, you got a lot of leeway. I actually went to a bush on my bike. Huh. I went into a bush, like it wasn't nothing crazy. Like we're literally getting ready to hit the back roads. I got the GoPro on the camera. I'm looking down, like trying to trying to tap it. And I hear beep, beep, beep. And I look up and we're turning. Uh. And I ain't turned enough because now I'm like, oh shit, we're in a turn. I went straight, straight up the hill, what? up the hill into a bush where I looked like a billy goat. <laughs> my boy turned back around. He looking for me. I'm in a bush trying to trying to roll the bike down the hill. But it was either Bush or Bob Wire Gate. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to choose the Bush. <laughs> Damn. So basically the cars are faster. Yeah, yeah my car my car is way faster than my bike. Like, I see my vest faster than what my bike is. I mean, there's, there's always that, I don't want to say misconception, but you always got those guys that like the, that, that cars can't sit with bikes, you know, and I don't. Cars are faster than bikes. I don't agree with that, but I wanted to get your opinion. Cars are faster than bikes. Yeah. Like, if you get like, I'm talking about like a basic bike. Like, if yep. you got an R1 or something with bolt-ons. It's not going to compete with anything over, like, let's say 900 horsepower. Yep. I feel like to beat a bike, especially from, like, a 60-roll, 900 horsepower would do it. If you're, like, if you're talking about 600s and stuff like that, like, yeah. I've walked I walked 600s with 700 horsepower on, on, on the vet when it was at, at the time. So, my my cousin uh, my cousin Q has a, a Busa. It's a turbo Busa. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a different ball game. Yes, that's that's, that's different. That, yeah. like, but yeah. how many people were out here running around with turbo Busas that you about to be racing? Like, it's just... Very little. 
See H two sometimes run. Yeah, but still, but you still see those get walked by like high horsepower cars, yeah. Yeah. GTRs, Lambos, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's usually a, a top contender when it comes to bikes. Is the H two? Yep. Yeah. That's why like after a certain mile per hour, bikes get a little sketchy. Yeah, nah, it's not for me. When I went in that bush, I was just like, like yeah, I'm yeah, stick to four wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's next for you uh, coming up this year? Because obviously we're in New Year, so you have a lot of things going on for yourself. Um, this year, I'm focusing on just driving. I told myself, driving. I'm like, man, I've done a lot of building the last couple of years, and a lot of my followers that are new don't know that I can actually drive. Mm-hmm. Like, prior to, you know, like, oh, I'm building this, or now we're doing a bunch of run run footage or, or videos, and you're starting to see a lot of ride-along videos, but that wasn't what the channel was based on. Right. It was more so like, all right, I'm going to build this car, and I want to go drifting. So my main focus this year is I'm going to be focusing on the 6.4 build, getting that done, and this 2JZ4 ride, and then just a lot of driving. Hopefully this year I won't be building anything new or really changing anything. I want to just focus on just purely driving. That way the new fans and shit or eh, fans, the, the new supporters or whatever, <laughs> subscribers, they can come in and see, you know, everything that's uh, going down. Like outside of like, all right, this fool can build fast cars. But yeah. like, yo, this nigga can really drive. Right. Like that's what I really want people to know me from. It's like, all right, he's a, a real driver. And we got a lot of people that think like I can't build my own cars. Like when you got eleven cars, bro, like you can't do everything. You can't. Yeah, especially from a when you start looking at YouTube as a as a business. Yeah. Like, all right, if I drop my vet off here and they can knock the transmission out in a day, whereas me being in my garage on jack stands, it's gonna take me a week to drop the whole cradle. It's like from a financial standpoint, it makes the most sense. Like, all right. Let's get this car in here. I'll pick it up tomorrow, pay y'all. And now I'm back on the road the next four days making content. Right. And it's like, you know, even though I've I've done it, went to school for it. I was a tech for a couple of years. Being a tech made me hate cars. Mm-hmm. It made me not want to work on anything that I had. Like I had to get off work and be like, I'm not about to, I'm about to touch this 240. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of working. So now that I have the money to pay somebody, it's just like, all right, cool. We can we can drop this off here to people that have their specialties and I don't really have to worry about it. I could just focus on driving and making content. Right. Granted, if something break at the track, I'm under the hood of my shit. I'm under the hood. I'm under the car. I'm fixing it. Like if I'm stuck somewhere, I'm, I'm going to get my car back running. But when it comes time to be like, all right, I got to pull a motor. Can I pull a motor? Yeah, I could pull a motor. It should mm-hmm. easy. Take the wire harness off, disconnect the transit, get that shit up out of there. But do I want to be sitting there doing that when I could be making a video and making some money off of it? like you know yeah, you gotta pick sense. you gotta pick yeah i tell everybody i'm like bro the person that runs mcdonald's ain't making french fries no more he might have started his business like that but he ain't in the kitchen no more mm-hmm. yeah so it's like if y'all want to see y'all want to see the content or do y'all want to see me work on my car what do y'all want to see y'all want to see bitches with big titties in here getting rides you want to see me out here <laughs> you know getting these runs in or whatever or at shops enjoying the cars or do y'all want to see me in the garage with a time lapse on you know, pulling the transmission out because I yeah. didn't fry the clutch or something. <laughs> First one sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where that's where I'm at with it. Um, you know, I, it's been times where I've been like, I'm gonna build, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a car, I'm gonna just build it straight, straight at the house. That way, they these, these niggas know I can build my own shit. Like they be trying to sleep on me, like I can't yeah. work on my stuff. But then you be like, like man, that take time out the vlogs. Like, what point am I trying to prove to somebody? Yeah. Like, who cares if I if I never knew how to wrench on a car and I couldn't do nothing, I can drive it. And I'm getting paid to do it. Right. So it's like, who cares, man? All right. So um wanna say I appreciate you for taking the time to do this. Uh it's it's obviously a long podcast, guys. So um I feel it would have like- it would have been longer, but you know, Alex is trying to kick us out, he's scared of storm. <laughs> <laughs> He's I could have hey, hey, I could have been in here for, for five or six hours I'm chilling I'm vibing 
<laughs> hopefully we see hopefully we see you guys in uh in new york hopefully you guys can make your your way i definitely want to go East out Coast. there so the philly philly is like three hours from me yeah so April, i want to okay. say i want to say on the record too um part of the reason i did this podcast is uh because i do have a big east coast following like right. i didn't know did up until that. uh i had checked analytics uh shout out to that full reef and like you know, I felt like that contribute to it when me and him were bickering back and forth yeah. on on live and stuff, and saying who's who's is my SC gonna be faster than the BMW, and mm-hmm. he want to race kicks because you know it was like all right, East Coast versus West Coast, but then you know we end up uh, becoming hella cool, and then when I yeah. start checking in analytics, I'm like, yo, like why is my first first and second biggest like support system, like why is it fluctuating between nor between SoCal and New York? Yeah, like you wouldn't even like I've never been over there anything so it's like to have that as like between my first and second biggest uh base is like crazy to me so that's also why i wanted to do a podcast with y'all because you know y'all from the east coast uh mm-hmm. turned down a bunch of podcasts but seeing that y'all are from from that side over there it's like i kind of want to network it in towards like all right i want to at least if i can't go over there and you know meet yeah. people i want to be able to support and show that you know it's love over here for for those people and shit like like i said reef is uh dope I've never met one stock or anything. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I tap in and see see some of the stuff that, that everybody's doing. Like, even though I don't have, like, a certain person or people that I watch constantly on YouTube, yeah, I do look. I do look and see, like, yeah. who's relevant, who's talking about who, what this person's doing. Like, I like to – I'm always a student of the game when it comes to car stuff. So it's like, if I'm going to get into something, I want to know who people are talking about. I want to see what this person's doing. I want to see how fast this person is. I want to see how how dope this person's car is. And if I take a little bit from everybody and put something together, then it's like, I know I'm going to have a dope product because I didn't mix and master the best of it with what was already proven. Right. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's how, how, how that, how that shit goes down. But yeah, for sure. As far as like my East, uh, East coast fan base and shit, like big thanks, big love to y'all. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that high on the analytics, but you know, <laughs> it is. So, uh, I fuck with that. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully one of these days I'll be able to, you know, get out there and at least do a meet and greet or something. No, absolutely. That'd be that'd be dope, and I would definitely love to be both both of us. Yeah, I mean, even if we we come back out here, I mean, if you got something, no, we coming back. Cali, we coming back for sure. I don't have (laughs) I don't have big titties, but I would love a ride along. Hey, man, we, bro. If if it wasn't raining, I Uh, for sure would be down to do that shit tomorrow because y'all would be stuck here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, but we definitely gonna come back out, bro. Um, hundred percent. The vibe is dope. Yeah, and um. I don't know. I wear something sexy if it's cool. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, this guy, bro. I'm going to need the nipple tape. I'm going to need the nipple tape. I'm going to need the little X's or make, the tassels. I can yeah, the tassels. Make sure, you don't, make sure you don't shave the belly button here. You Say, know, they might think oh, that's sexy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if y'all want to see that, <laughs> let oh, Mike Mike gone. know. <laughs> <laughs> look, hey, he, look, he looking over here like, bro, I'm, I'm cropping all, all that. Like, that's coming out post-edit. Nah, it's got to stay in there. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's a funny guy. Very funny guy. Um, <sighs> a lot of sus moments, but very funny. <laughs> hey, now nah, this this definitely could have been like a six hour podcast. Nah, for sure, not hundred percent. But we we, we only have one. In, it was just, we came here for you basically. Um, we literally flew out here just to interview you. So yesterday we were hoping to get some more people, but we ended up catching a vibe, going to places that we never been to. So yeah. we got to experience Cali a little bit, but for the most part, we got to come back and just. Yeah, work. I got some. I got some people. We, for, for, my boy Sasha Tone for sure. We got to get him in. Yeah. Fresh kicks. I'm gonna I'm talk to him. I'm pretty sure I can get Next him on time. board with short, it. Too short yeah. notice, but we definitely need fresh kicks on the podcast for sure. Yeah, I, I see it. Like the comments, get fresh kicks on Mike. Mike, fresh kicks on Mike. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. I see that. Like that's why I put the. Well, when I seen, that, I just put the little 
little emoji eyes on there. I'm like, like I see you, bro. Yeah. I see the comments, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got a few people we can we can link it up with for sure, for sure. Cool, cool. So uh, if you can um, tell the viewers where to find you, I know people obviously are here for you, but for people who don't know who you are, they see want to lights find flickering. Out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the lights are flickering, guys. It's a little bit of a storm a going on, storm. like I said. So you know. But yeah, if you're looking for me, uh, it's underscore Mike Mike M I K E M Y K E. Um, YouTube is Mike Mike M I K E M Y K E. All the social stuff will be on my YouTube channel. You can just go there and check it all out. Are you gonna bring back the old intro? Yeah, when the SE's done. Oh, okay. Yeah, when the SE's <laughs> done, I'm gonna bring back the old intro for the uh, nostalgic like vibes. Cool, cool. Got cool. to be looking forward to that. Be looking forward to that. Well, um, appreciate you. Um, so, thank you so much for your time. I know we're in the shop. Alex for trying to kick us out. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Alex. Yeah, shout um, out to Alex, yeah. man, for the for the space, man. Yeah, sorry, sorry, it. sorry, bro. He <laughs> like, he, he's like get the fuck out yeah he left he left his little you know he got an early flight for me to make this happen for me so appreciate yeah, that, was that. Love. thank you thank yeah. you thank you so much bro um so yeah until next time guys make sure you guys like share comment and subscribe and catch you on the next one peace hopefully we get home <laughs> what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health Shop now at Hero.co.